What's up, everybody? It's American Nerds. I'm Vic. Hello. That's Raul. We're the host of this yes. podcast where we talk about things involving nerd culture, movies, uh, TV shows, video games. It's 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 a wonderful it's a wonderful place here, isn't it, Raul? Mainly about politics, but yes, it is a wonderful place here, Victor. How are you all doing today? It's, it's December sixteenth, twenty twenty. Uh, early happy holiday. Early. Oh no! Happy Hanukkah, Jesus! Because I'm pretty sure that's still going on. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a few days ago. How many can- uh, how many candles is it? Thirteen? I don't know. I'm, like I'm not I Jewish. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. It's Seven? oh no! How many candles? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be. I think it's around eight. I want to say eight candles. I'm literally just doing this off the ballpark because I you know, obviously I I don't celebrate. Yeah, we're not Hanukkah. Jewish. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh. Happy Hanukkah to those who are celebrating that right now. Yes. We guys, we hope you all are do safe. Happy holidays. Well. Happy holidays. Being for everybody. alive for everybody. Yeah. From us to you. Yeah. Um, we have a lot to talk about this week. Jesus, there's a lot. Man. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, really quick, the New York Times released a uh best uh best uh actors of the 21st century list like back in november so far so far yeah yeah, yeah. some of them haven't even been born yet yeah yeah, yeah. and like and like you know yeah you know number one there's a washington you know which is like uh, yeah sure you know. i think i could agree i can number kind of one agree with that number one well i mean it's all objective isn't it or all objective? subjective actually objective? it's subjective yeah <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, supposed sure. to be all subjective at the end of the day. I, I, I mean, I know, guess, but, but like, I, I don't know. It, he's a guy who's never, for me at least, he's never made a bad performance. You know, he's probably been in some bad movies, but he's never, like, given a bad performance. Well, yeah, look, so, like, that's that makes sense. Well, yeah. regardless, number two is uh, Isabella Hooper, which is the, the lady from the, the Piano Teacher, which is amazing, obviously. Number three, Daniel Day-Lewis, which, I, honestly, I, I'd pick Daniel Day-Lewis as number one because, you know... Honestly, how well? I mean, four how much years of a, ago, I how think much of a better actor? Put them as number one. Well, yeah, it's the twenty first century, though. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but number four, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I mean, fucking, it's weird. Keanu but... Reeves as number four hey, for the, the the greatest actors of the twenty first century so far. You're just see- you're not seeing what they're seeing, man. I, that's, I... that's just the way it is. That's literally all it is. You don't you don't see the talent behind the woe. Like right? it, he is a like he is a good actor. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a good actor. All right, I like he's done good work and he's been in some good yeah. stuff. But I think it's kind of ridiculous. That's like like yeah, it, I could understand why number four seems like a ridiculous thing. But then again, this is just some list that some dude from the Times came up with. It's not the know, definitive man. list. I don't know, you know? man. And then. I'm just looking through this list. It's like, okay, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is number 12, sure. Yeah, 12? Yeah, number 12, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's ridiculous. Joaquin, and I Oscar, would have expected, like, 10. Oscar Isaac, like, number 14. there. Oscar Isaac, number 14. Like, Michael B. Jordan at 15? Like, I don't think he's done enough to, like, make him that number 15. Well, I mean, we're talking about 21st century, right? Yeah, but last like, 20 years. I you really like think Michael B. Jordan is number 15 too. in the last 20 years? One of the greatest performances ever? This article is actually like re- like refreshing constantly on my end, so I can't yeah, it's read weird. the rest of it. It's weird. Go from go from five down. Go from five to ten. Who are the rest? Oh my yeah. god! And like Melissa like McCarthy's every- number twenty-two. Like I mean, I, look, dude. <laughs> can you ever forgive me? It's fantastic, but that's I don't know. It's not gonna watch that. I want to watch I, that. I, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, what's number five to ten actually? Because I literally cannot read it from number this article five here on my ten. phone. Yeah, no, the the article is really weird. The way it's like all set up, I hate I hate like the entire uh thing of it. Uh, number five, Nicole Kidman. 
Okay. Which, eh, whatever. Uh, number six, Song Song Kang Ho, which that's awesome. Uh, that and that and that's that really that's cool. the dude oh, from uh, that's the dude from uh, Parasite and uh, Memories uh, of Murder. Memories yeah. of Murder. Uh, Snowpiercer. Basically, you know? the guy who's always in every Bong movie or mm-hmm. most Bong movies. Number seven, uh, Tony Servio, which I know he's a great actor. I know he's a fantastic actor, but like I I haven't seen enough of him for me to like really like have a mega opinion on uh, on that. Oh, by the way, shout out to Brendan and Zach. They're in uh, listening hey, to, to the podcast. They're listening to the show right now. We uh, have friends. That <laughs> that's it. We just have friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number eight, Zhao Tao, which is super interesting. The Chinese actress who uh, she she was in. Um, she was in Still Life, which came out in 2004 City of the World. I don't know if you've ever seen those movies, but... Uh, well, no, I mean, that's... that's th- When you're putting up a list like this, it makes... I wouldn't be surprised to know that, like, some of the people in the top are, you know, from international cinema. Yeah, but yeah. Keanu Cause, Reeves... Because, obviously, like, we Keanu live in a Reeves. bubble when it comes to domestic shit. Who knows, man? Who know? I mean, have you never seen my, pri- my own private Idaho? I mean... It's probably sh- that good. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sh- sure, but, like, dude, like... <laughs> I, I like th- there's fucking like j- titans of acting here, you know. <laughs> like there's uh, s- s- wait, Sher Sher Ronan number ten. Sher Ronan number ten is very cool, actually. Wow, as someone who never gets any love at all from the academy, like from the academy in general, that's you know pretty cool to see. I mean, in the, at least in the top ten. I mean, Sher Ronan is fine. Like, eh. No, I mean, I I she's I like fine. Her, she's good. Like she's not. She's great in Little Women. I know you have. We both have different uh, differing opinions on that. She's she's really but good in Lady Bird, but like I don't know. She's I love Lady Bird. She's too. fine. Yeah. Like the host, though. Oh my goodness, when she was in the host, <laughs> mind boggling. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. Ah, uh, oh, it's just a guy's opinion. Who gives a shit at the end of the day? <laughs> but but Joaquin Phoenix number fifteen. No, number f- I no, feel no, like sorry. That, like no, number twelve. Sorry, number list, twelve. Number twelve. Be, sorry. Yeah, he would be higher for me. You know, I feel like that's a bit much. If we were to make like a... But whatever. Now that the year is ending and we're trying to catch up on our movies, do you want to do like a... I'm uh, not making a list. You're not making a list? <laughs> I'm making a list. At least, okay, what, for what exactly? Because well, I, I cut you off there. What movies? What, what movies? I was just going to say, like, you know, do you want to do like a little like best actors list? One of these days? Uh, because I have a lot of... I have like a lot of opinions. Out of spite? Out of spite to this article? <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Yeah, because, like, I don't know, man. There's just, like, there's a lot of amazing actors out there, and I feel like people get caught up in shit. Because <laughs> me an actor is such an ego-driven, like, trade, you know? And you put and, Adam Sandler as one. And <laughs> You can. You really can. I mean, you can. He's yeah, way more. You know, anyone can. He's way more of a fucking Swiss Army knife than, than a lot of actors, you know? So. Yeah, he just chooses not to. At least he doesn't choose to be in a lot of. He, he just likes making money that. and going on vacations, you know? Yeah, which is like, you know, honestly, what better life? He to broke live? the system, dude. That's fucking <laughs> he, sick. Yeah, you know, like, and then uh, he gets but, his, he gets his, you know, he gets his uncut gems every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. He, isn't he doing another serious movie soon? Yeah, he I is. I think Justin Crow like dropped some news that he was doing another serious project after Hubby Halloween too. <laughs> you know, I would love to see, <laughs> which, uh, I, which I kind of want to see. <laughs> I, I would love to see uh, Sam there work with uh, PTA again. That'd be interesting. I feel like, I feel like that ship at least for this new movie he's doing, it's kind of, it's kind no, of. No, yeah, obviously. Unless yeah, they yeah. like did a surprise casting and he showed up for like a few days. Who knows? Imagine you know, Sand- I think he'd be. I think he would be really good with another. Um, oh my god! Imagine Sandler with Scorsese. 
San Luis with Scorsese would be interesting. But damn it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, another Noah Baumbach collab would be really interesting for Sandler. Because I don't know if you ever seen the Meyerwood stories, I, but the Meyerwood stories is really fun. I, you know, I honestly. wish I wish I, I, I liked Noam Baumbach more. I wish I liked, yeah, I, okay. I wish I liked his work more. I, I feel uh, so I while I think a best actors list might be really fun to talk about, I think a best director's list oh, yeah, might that's, actually be more fun yeah, to yeah, talk about. That would be more fun, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're cause that already triggered some marriage story <laughs> trauma that I had with you saying that right now. Yeah. So that would be I think that would be interesting. I'm I'm um but Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Let's see. Um but like, the year's coming to films, an end. I mean yeah. Yeah, the year is coming to an end. Even though I have seen, I've looked at my letterbox. I have seen around like 30, 40 movies from this year alone. I Let's don't come out feel this like, year, really. Yeah, I was able to catch up on a lot this week. I'm not going to talk about as much. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm I, trying I was able right to catch now. Up on a lot. I'm trying. Yeah, right now. it's hard. Yeah, I, and that includes like short films and like thirty minute documentaries. So it's you know okay. stuff that I could find on Letterbox that you know. Okay, so they things you, so things you well. just put in, things you just put in the twenty twenty like list well i mean they like most of them are films not just even movies. though devs is considered yeah like and even like, though devs is considered yeah. a tv show i did put that in there you know for convenience sake but that's literally like a difference of like one or two things mm. but that being said i'm th- like i don't even know if i could still make a top 10 list you know because there have been some really good stuff that's come out this year but nothing that really really drives me right now to i have a, a list of the best things out there i have a few movies um i have a few movies that i have saved on letterbox of like the specific ones that i want to see before uh before this year's over i'm gonna send you it to see some of the ones that i've been looking at bro there's some there's some cool ones that are, that, that are like released right now that i want to there's one that catch. was really cool that i'll talk about later that i'm very happy i saw honestly oh and yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. weird yeah yeah me too yeah, but we'll me get too. to that later fucking uh it's been uh yeah it's been Th- th- that one I saw was pretty emotional for me. <laughs> that was crazy. I figured. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was crazy. That, that's, I, I figured it would be. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I need to check that one out. And thankfully, it's on Prime now. But that's beside the point. We'll get to that later. We got some fucking trailers to talk about. There was a Disney investor call that sounds like the most mundane. <laughs> like it's, That's the most mundane title it's for an event. It's basically D23. With that much information. <laughs> yeah, it's basically D23 for all the rich people who invest into Disney. And with that, they showed a bunch of trailers for their upcoming stuff. Mainly, like the first four series that are coming out from the MCU on Disney Plus, with WandaVision being the first one on January fifteenth. We got a new trailer for that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. Looks good. This is like the second. Looks yeah, it looks good. great. Still yeah, looks yeah. pretty good. It's like the second trailer that's come out from this, right? Yeah. From this show, they want to say because there was that one that I think dropped during Emmys night, like a few months ago. And that was like back in November or no, back in September or something like that. I don't remember too much. But this regardless, one, regardless yeah, no, fact, I'm, it, it's, yeah, it, it looks really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's 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 a little bit more of a, like like the same of what we got last time. Uh, nothing. There, there's no big like revelations here. Uh, but um, I'm pretty glad they uh, I'm pretty glad they uh, stepped this one up uh ahead of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cause I feel like this is gonna. It just bring... seems like more of a cool concept to start. with. It's a cool concept, you know, and I feel like we're show. gonna get, and I feel like we're gonna get a lot from this. You know, like we're mm-hmm. gonna get a lot of uh, MCU, uh, MCU expansion, MCU lore uh, within this. You know, probably leading into 
uh, Multiverse of Madness, you know. That, that was confirmed, right? That uh, Scar- Scarlet Witch is going to be involved in some in some way. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Confirmed a while ago. Yeah, but so... They, that's they acknowledged... Too. Yeah, Feige acknowledged during the call that, like, WandaVision is the first step of this storyline they're setting up on with this. Um, I wonder what it's... One, like, what... And then Spider-Man 3. And then the Multiverse of Madness tying into that. Mm. I wonder how much of what like uh, I wonder how much of like Spider Man three and like the whole multiverse thing is gonna is gonna affect the grander MCU. <laughs> well, we'll we'll get yeah, to that. We get when to we that. get to that yeah. docket. Yeah. Um, I think the coolest thing about the trailer, at least, is that it feels like there is some really creepy as a existential horror going on. Or oh yeah, like there's this is like out of a Charlie Kaufman. This is like out of a Charlie Kaufman uh, playbook. I don't want to give them that, but yeah, I can, I can, I can see that, you know, like I really like that one little snippet where, um, I'll give them uh, that. Miss Marvel. Yeah. The, the eighties, Miss Marvel is talking to Scarlet Witch and she's like, Wanda, you, we know each other. I don't know you. Who am I? <laughs> and they like, and they're just looking at each other in fear that that feels right. Yeah. Honestly. When's the, I'm, uh, I'm excited about when's that. When's the release date? Uh, January fifteenth, literally like a like a m- less than a month from now, actually. That's exciting. Now that I'm seeing this. Yeah, season finale of uh, Mando's tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited. This. Oh yeah, we're gonna get to that show oh. <laughs> next week. That's gonna be that took a turn. What'd you think of the last episode? <laughs> uh oh god. Oh yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. It yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. It felt like mainly a lot of setup. For the other stuff they're gonna we're, yeah. we're, that we'll get into with this um, with this docket, but <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting. That's that's how that's what I'll leave it at. With yeah. This. Falcon and the Winter Soldier got a first the uh, trailer. Oh, the dude. March release date. Oh, dude. Tacked on. Looks looks so good. <laughs> you know. Okay. So I was. I'm. I mean. I'm obviously. I'm really excited about it because not only is it more. Anthony Mackie and Wyatt Russell is U.S. agent, but you know Baron Zemo's back, and like I felt it's a it's a case it's a rare case in a Marvel project where like the villain actually comes back, and and they could do something interesting with them. Adding in, you know, because they're an actual interesting character. Adding him in here um is um uh, was a nice touch. Everything, um I really like the I really appreciate the fact that uh I really appreciate the fact that uh, they're going for the mega espionage uh, Winter Soldier feel of uh yeah Captain America if, too, you it, know? If, it feels very much in line with that uh th- there's not that many details new details that we could gain from this trailer but it looks like a classic you know fun espionage spoof uh that they're doing with this i'm it honestly i just kind of hate the fact that you set up um that sam gets the mantle and at the end of endgame and he's supposed to be he's supposed to be cap by the end of that film but now we have to have a six episode miniseries that revokes that title only for him to probably end up getting that title by the end of this uh miniseries i just think it's kind of stupid honestly like it would be so much more fun like maybe it makes sense i'm sure it makes sense as an in a narrative standpoint but like i, I just want to see him in the cap suit already you know i think it'd be fun i like i, I like that they're building it up you know, I like yeah. that. I like that this is a journey because, like, you know, wh- what was it that he said in the trailer? Um, uh, that uh, the legacy of Captain America is complicated. You know. 
Yeah, the legacy of that shield's complicated. And if it, and, and fitting, you know, tr- trying to fit into that, tr- trying to fit into those boots, you know, probably wouldn't be easy. Uh, you know, especially with somebody as unknown as uh as uh Falcon. Well, not as unknown, you know. He's still an Avenger. He's not known. Yeah, like he's, he's still an Avenger. Yeah, yeah. They but... just gave it to a white guy that looks like Kurt Russell's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just so weird about it. I want to. I, I want to see him in full costume. White Russell, because we haven't really gotten okay. a full frontal shot of him yet. Yeah, we've only seen the back, which is weird. Well, I mean, we've seen set photos. We know who he looks, what he looks like in, on the set, but on an official capacity, nothing yet. And then Zemo has got his mask, but I don't think you see it in this trailer. But you know, it looks like Zemo. I'm excited for more Zemo, dude. Hell yeah, oh, Loki. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't what? love him. I didn't oh, love him in Civil War. I really didn't. But um. I think uh, I think just adding him it just really adds to everything and uh, bringing everything together. It's like a nice it's a nice Winter Soldier reunion, you know. The best parts of Civil yeah. War, even though you know you know how I am with Civil War, but the best parts of Civil I think, War. I think he's know, one of the best parts for me personally. Yeah, he he was good in Civil War. I think I I think what we're gonna get here, he's gonna be more fleshed out, and I think I'm gonna I think we're gonna get like a lot more of like the crazy fucking Nazi that I wanted. <laughs> you know, I hope so. Uh, I mean, he was kind of kooky, you know. But yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm. I'm hopeful for him to like get that sword that's engulfed in fl- uh, in flames and just try to like beat the shit out of people. I oh, I'm excited, honestly. Like just like because Daniel Brühl is such an underrated actor too, and to have him on a project like Civil War only to kind of like look feel like at least on the surface look like it's gonna side uh, like it sidelined him, you know, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Only to have him back in this, it's you know, it's nice to know. Daniel nice Brühl, like he's not in a lot of stuff. He's not. But there's some whatever what whenever he's in a thing, it's usually pretty good. Like Rush is a Rush. Rush I is think a pretty good movie. It's the only modern Ron Howard movie that I really like. Maybe aside from like Frost Nixon, but Rush is really good. <laughs> and like Nixon. it's only as good because of him, you know. And Hemsworth, obviously. Yeah, but both yeah. of them together. Yeah, Loki got a new trailer. Well, the first trailer actually coming out in May 2021. That's their tentative release window. Um. Honestly, a lot more details from this trailer than any of the other shows so far, <laughs> and it's kind of crazy. Okay, um, I think uh, I think the way they were able to squeeze this in after you know after Infinity War, still involve him in everything else is is fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty smart <laughs> to be honest, and uh, I I'm excited to see what they do with uh, with Tom Hiddleston. Um, do you think they're gonna go crazy with the DB Cooper thing? <laughs> that's that's so funny. Okay, so the DB Cooper thing, it not not to you know put a pun on it or anything, but like it, it literally flew past me when I when I saw it the first time and I didn't realize it. Uh, DB Cooper's one of my favorite. Cool. Like the DB Cooper's one oh, no, of my favorite. Oh no, it's an awesome urban. It's, it's an often it's an awesome urban legend. It's an urban legend. It's really funny that like it actually happens. Well, I mean, not an urban legend, but uh, like one of the like the big mysteries in the nation. Yeah. You know, like nobody knew who this guy was. My bad. Uh, but I think it's I, I I think that's funny that they added that in there. I don't really care for most of like I don't really care where he goes so long as it's, like his interesting journey and it's got it, some cool characters. It's like, just Loki Owen Wilson events. looks like he's playing Owen Wilson. It's Loki just Loki Avengers. fucking shit up. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, Avengers. which is fine. You know, like I I I'm excited about Owen Wilson in this because he's just basically owen wilson but like stuck in hell yeah both of them together because apparently like <laughs> it's just a massive time loop living at the tva which stands for time variance agency and they just arrest him on account of him just you know existing because <laughs> loki is awful 
I think it's going to be... I, I, I'm interested to see... Because this feels like it could also tie into the multiverse shit that they're setting up in, in WandaVision and everything. Oh, else. yeah. 100%. But they didn't really say anything else. They didn't say they didn't really elaborate on that as much. Because you see a vision of a purple... No, you see a vision of a New York that's, like, crumbled entirely. Like, you see, the ba- like, in the background, Avengers Tower is, like, broken in half. And then there's a purple planet that he shows up on where you see a vision of what looks like Natasha coming back. I don't think it's Natasha. But it, uh, I mean, it, it's a girl with red hair and a black costume, but I'm pretty sure they're going to just do a misdirect on that. Yeah. Apparently, the the rumor is that, and it kind of makes sense given it's Loki and the only you know enemy, that the greatest enemy to Loki is himself, ultimately, that uh, female Loki is the villain in the show. That would be so which, cool. I think it'd be really cool, and uh, they have there. There's there's a woman that's attached to this cast that you know they didn't reveal her name yet, but you know the the rumors are that she's playing female Loki, and you see these glimpses of a person in a hooded figure, this hooded hooded figure with a lamp, mm-hmm. just doing something evil. So that could be evil Loki. I I just don't know how it makes sense, but then again, you know I'm sure it'll make some kind of sense. I'm I I'm excited by it. Just because, like, yeah, I, I do like Tom Hiddleston. I don't really care about where they're going to go with this. But, well, I mean, s- some things are interesting. But I'm excited for whatever we're going to get with this. I want I just want more Owen Wilson. Because it feels like it's been a long time since I've seen Owen Wilson in anything. And just them together. It's not like a Wes Anderson movie. You know? Them together seems, yeah. like a, seems like a pretty good combo. Um, I think... Uh... I think the guy. I I don't think they should like continue this at, like at past one season. To be honest, I don't. I think that's the intention. The, Most of these shows aren't supposed to be like they're just gonna be like their own movies basically, but they're split into episodic. Uh, they're split into an episodic format. So like, WandaVision would have easily have been a movie. Same with Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. Not What If. I feel like What If it has the potential to just like get more seasons, and because it's not tied to anything really. You know, and and do more interesting like twists with that, but we'll get to that later. But like, yeah, yeah. It, it's. I feel like these are just movies in itself, but they're just you know cut into ep- um into an episodic format. Do you think they're gonna continue them at all, or like it'll just be one and done seasons, and then you know they just maybe continue in a different season, and a different show. I feel for like the the three that we've mentioned. I feel like they're just gonna be event series, and they'll just be you know one season. Captain America it. and the Winter I think Soldier. With stuff like. You know? Well, I mean, that could be, but then again, wouldn't that just be a movie? You know, like, wouldn't you want that as a movie instead? I mean, hey, I don't know. to be honest, that, that, well, like, that's something that, the thing is, like, at this point, you know, at, at this point, eight part, who knows? eight part movies don't seem like a bad idea, and like, a bad idea, and like, you know, with what we've gotten with The Mandalorian, you know, how well they've been able to, to pull it off, and you know, just what we've seen, I, I think, uh, yeah. I, I'm pretty down with them, like, continuing, you know, that I w- with this trend of just you know just do little uh mini series one season you know or yeah and look at this what sounds less draining to you one two three four four movies four plus th- seven movies in a year from marvel or three movies theatrically uh theatrically and then f- like four tv shows is each episode gonna up. be uh potentially four is each episode gonna be 30 minutes long they haven't confirmed that i haven't heard anything about that I feel like what if might be like a half hour yeah type of program though but who knows which we'll get into now I guess uh honestly that was the most impressive trailer out of the bunch for me the animation in what if looked way better than I thought it would be looks decent looks really yeah uh... I 
No, go ahead. It's it no, it's it's got this weird like mix. It looks like there's like a weird mix of like CG and actual like hand drawn animation or digital animation in this case, and it looks well made. Honestly, I mean, I, I figured it would be well made, but I thought it would have this really weird jarring look to it. Mm. But for some reason, I really vibe with it. I, I I think it looks really good. Like it's the most intriguing project out of all of them. Even though I don't think it, like even even though I don't think it's connected to anything, I don't really care for that. I think that's just gonna be an interesting thing to see. I even I feel like this is this is probably Chadwick Boseman's last thing I believe ever. So. Yeah, because he did. Like, he did voice T'Challa in this, and you see him in the trailer, which was, which his episode is basically, what if uh, Guardians of the Galaxy starred T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? So I think that's going to be cool. Guardians of Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah. What was another one? Uh, uh, I mean, Peggy Carter yeah. as Captain America, or Captain Britain, technically. Was it Doctor Strange one? Yeah, evil Doctor Strange. And then, zo- that's- and then zombie Captain America, or Marvel Zombies. I, guess. I don't know what that one is. I feel like that one is like, what if they just recovered Bucky first? Other than Steve? So but then, wouldn't that just be like another like Peggy thing then? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. I, it, it, it's interesting because they they, there's so many stars attached to this. And how many episodes were kind of teased from this? I think there's like four episodes that were kind of teased from this trailer alone. I don't know how many episodes this season. So they're probably going to be each episode just a one and done. Most likely. I feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's the thing. Yeah. But who knows? It looks good. Howard the Duck is in it, so I can't complain hey. about that. I'm I'm happy. I, I saw I saw him in the background there and I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's nice to know. Um, I, I wonder what the fuck is up with that evil Doctor Strange thing. I don't understand the concept of it. Like what if Doctor Strange had an evil twin? Or like what if Doctor Strange was evil and then you have another Doctor Strange from another universe? Taking down that Doctor Strange. I, but then again, isn't that just Doctor Strange too? Yeah, I, th- I think you'd call that a multiverse of madness. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surprise, the movie's animated and it's on a TV show. Hey, man, <laughs> Sam Raimi's doing this, so let's do, you know, fuck it. <laughs> let's get that, what, let's get that crack what, of that we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the power of Sam Raimi that he potentially has over Marvel right yeah, now. Yeah, whatever the fuck's happening on. in Marvel right now. Uh, it's crazy. Star Wars The Bad Batch. Yeah, gets its own uh, basically gets its own trailer. Yeah, basically Clone Wars season eight. Is it season eight? Technically, yeah. is it season eight? Would you consider this season eight? I mean, I mean it. It's it's done in the same style. It's literally immediately. It's taking place immediately after the events of last season. Hundred percent Feloni too. Yeah, hundred percent Feloni involvement. I mean, the Bad Batch showed up in the. I mean, it's technically yes, it is a spinoff. You know, I do like that little effect at the end of the trailer where the the Clone Wars logo starts to like dissolve. Yeah, and you see like the new logo with Bad Batch, but yeah, it's like literally right after Order sixty six, and it's just a like it's the Rogue clones, um, the Bad Batch, which for those of you who don't know, uh, are a bunch of clones or like they're they're like four or five clones that have major deficiencies um, that make them distinct from regular clone troopers. So like some of them actually have different voices, some of them. Are a little bit more kookier than others, but yeah, it's, I, it looks really interesting. I, you could tell, um, what's what's Mingnan uh, Wen's character from Mando? What's her name? Fennec, uh, right? Y- oof, I, maybe. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's I think it's Fennec. 
Yeah, you see her there in the trailer. Uh, she's cool. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if this is just another way for Filoni to just finish off the, the other storylines that he wanted to, to do it, uh, for, for the end of Clone Wars, which one of them was being like the end of Cad Bane's story and, uh, Boba's story. Cause they had a big rivalry or they were, he was setting up a big rivalry between the two throughout the show. I wonder, uh, and having Fennec tagging along there seems like that could be something that we could see. I wonder how much of like Dave Filoni's characters are going to be more involved in like Mandalorian and and like anything live action. You know, um, or like you, you know, like uh, yeah. how how much of the how much of like the Star Wars universe is gonna be uh, animated for Filoni, and how much of the other is gonna be, you know, them focusing on uh, whatever they're doing live action, which you know we're gonna talk about now. But I I feel like it's gonna be a lot. <laughs> no, I'd hope so. <laughs> Without That's going into sick. spoilers, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a lot, and I don't know how I feel about it right now, but. Filoni is still involved. I'm happy with the direction he's taken the franchise, mm-hmm. specifically with television over the years and now with Mando and and hopefully with Bad Batch. So we'll see. Yeah. Bad Batch looks really interesting. It looks like it's going to be darker. And I hope that's the case cuz I, I I like a little bit of darkness and, you know, give us Order bloody clone wars. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's basically what they are. Literally, the lead guy in the Bad Batch is John Rambo. He looks like Rambo. <laughs> like, there's nothing it, it it and and they're not from those first from that first arc in the uh, from last season of Clone Wars. They were pretty brutal. I'm excited to see what they where they take this. I'm interested. I'm I'm more so interested in like whatever comes out of it from a character standpoint with these characters because it's basically okay now that the empire is one you know we're gonna get that i hope we're gonna get that story of like okay what are we gonna do with the clones they're useless to us time to bring in stormtroopers and how's that gonna affect them you know how's that gonna affect the people who are like uh what was it essentially brainwashed they're already teasing a lot of similar elements to that um in the mandalorian with uh with uh um oh wait no never mind those troopers they they were the uh the dark troopers correct Dark Troopers, yeah, yeah. That's what they were teasing. From the video games, yeah. mind you. It's just crazy that they pulled that off. But yeah, they this looks interesting. They didn't give a release date for this yet, but I'm sure it's probably going to be next year. Mm-hmm. The animation looks, you know, like it's coming out next year. I mean, yeah. No, the and then, animation's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks really good. Uh, this is the last trailer that we'll talk about, but I thought it would be really funny because it, it, the concept itself is just kind of funny so to me. So boring. The, yeah, the, <laughs> the trailer for Nobody came out a few days ago that's base it's basically john wick but starring saul from better call saul yeah and um in bob odenkirk Uh, it It just looks silly it's just it's just like bob odenkirk i guess like uh people broke into his house and somebody like got hurt and he didn't fight back and i guess to compensate for that he's just gonna start beating up random people uh, <laughs> was that the case? Because I, 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 he says somewhere in the trailer that he had like a dark past. I don't fucking know. Too. I, 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 there was the one thing I got from that trailer is there was like a cool shot involving a gun, and um, I, I guess some cool. <laughs> cinem- else. I, I guess some. <laughs> I guess some some cool uh, some cool stunt work, but like it, it, it does. It, this doesn't look good. I don't. I don't really dig David Leach that much as a director, to be honest. I don't think he's. I don't I, think as he's a fan, good. as a fan of Atomic Blonde, 
like I, I i kind of disagree but like even though even though david what was it um deadpool 2 it's okay it's not as good as the first one and i know we have our opinions on that yeah but uh i like i really like atomic blonde a lot not just because of the choreography but like i think it's a really interesting story and like you know it, it's 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 visually pleasing you know it's, it's an action movie that i think gets slept on a lot but with this one i just think it's funny because like the concept itself is really funny to me what if Saul from Breaking Bad, what if half of Mr. Show just decided to just kill a bunch of people and go full John Wick mode? You know, the most, the most like, harmless looking man that you could imagine just being the most what dangerous was that, person uh, What was that movie that got remade, that, that was, like, remade into, like, a Bruce Willis movie? It, it was just about a guy who just started killing people. Uh, Eda Roth directed that. Oh, you talking about Death Wish? Yeah, this just seems like a a, a weird. This just seems like a weird action-oriented Death Wish. Because Death Wish is action-oriented. Well, yeah. well, okay. The original Death Wish is supposed to be like kind of like a pretty intense thriller about a man, <laughs> about a man getting revenge on society. <laughs> it's not supposed to. Yeah, be. but like when you think of Death Wish be. as a whole, like you think of Death Wish Four, where like he destroys literally, he literally brings up a bazooka to destroy like a crack den, I think, or something like that. It's it's a ridiculous franchise. No, no, no. Yeah, I've heard that movie's awful. By the way, the remake. Whatever. Let's just get to let's get with uh, what what else is what else was uh was announced in this uh, investors call because there's so much. Holy shit. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there's a lot. I'm just gonna run down the list of what we haven't talked about yet. Coming yeah. from this Verge article, uh, Hawkeye. Oh, okay. So f- technically, six uh, MCU Disney Plus shows are in are coming this year. Mm-hmm. With Hawkeye being uh, scheduled for late fall 2021, and they also confirmed Haley Steinfeld would be in the series, but you know that's pretty obvious. Uh, they announced updates for Moon Knight and She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Tatiana Maslany for okay for some weird reason I don't know if you were following up with this, but after we heard, like talked about the when the news broke out that she got casted as as, as She-Hulk, she came out and said that she wasn't actually cast as a she-hulk which led to a bunch of people getting confused for a few weeks until obviously this came along and she you know yeah and i guess she was just under nda or just in fear of being like breaching that nda but yeah she's in the show i guess she's a fine choice yeah i I don't know it yeah i i like her um mark ruffalo is supposed to uh, appear as well alongside eli roth not eli roth tim roth (laughs) as abomination that's cool which honestly that's really cool awesome yeah Yeah, because he's never like i it sucks that he's never been in anything else we, we, from this franchise. I'm pretty sure we talked again, about it on the show. After that. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the show, like, how, how we wanted the Abomination back in some capacity, because he actually wasn't that bad of a villain. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's Tim Roth, man. Yeah. How do you fuck up Tim Roth? Yeah, you can't like, fuck up good, Tim Roth a lot. You know? He's been in a lot of bad movies. I know, but, like, he's okay. Yeah. You know, he was good in that. Yeah. Apparently, no, he was great. supposed to show no, up. Great, yeah. But... He was supposed to show up in Age of Ultron. That was an idea that Whedon wanted to do. That seems like a Whedon idea. worked. Yeah, I I just I would have wanted him back in some capacity. So, but finally we're getting that. Yeah. Uh, they confirmed Iman Vellani as Kamala Khan in uh, in Miss Marvel, who where she will also appear in Captain Marvel two alongside. Uh, oh my goodness, uh, Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the act- actress's name in it, but she'll be also be in that sequel as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good. They they had like some for Miss Marvel. They had like a little. They didn't show, like, actual footage. They showed, like, some, like, B-roll and some, like, get-hyped interviews and stuff like that. 
but um, is it interesting? <laughs> Can we talk well, about the the, the uh, our first occasion, our first uh, occasion of real MCU filler in the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? <laughs> that is awesome. It's so cool. I think that is amazing. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. I really yeah. wish. Come- I really <laughs> wish John Favreau ended up doing that Star Wars Christmas special, the holiday special remake that he wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, man. I- so okay, uh, I saw that Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yeah, and it just makes me want to see more of that dumb cheesy shit. Yeah, yeah, you because know? I I, I, this I is thought really cool. it, like it's it yeah it was like that one was okay it was just a you know it's for kids obviously but I enjoyed it for what it was and then having like James Gunn attached to this coming out in twenty twenty two I know it's gonna be cheesy and funny and weird it's probably just gonna be filtered with like a c uh a CRT <laughs> of like screen. And you just see like the lines clearly on top of them. Oh, and uh, as they have like a really cheap budget. On top of that, they also <laughs> I have. Think it's uh, gonna be fun. On top of that, they also have an I Am Groot series coming out, uh, which is gonna be like a series yeah. of short films of uh, little baby Groot or teenage Groot or just Groot now. He's gonna be. I think. I think by this point he'd be back to full size, wouldn't he? I think he's gonna be young adult Groot. <laughs> college student Groot. <laughs> college student Groot. Yeah, just yeah. stressed out, crying. <laughs> college Republican Groot. God. <laughs> Joining, uh, joining, uh, turning point. There you go. (laughs) Turning point USA. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Guardians three also got confirmed to be, uh, set to release in 2023. Just a reminder that James Uh, Gunn's still working with everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, dude, James Gunn's busy, man. I'm sure we'll get, holy shit. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'm sure we'll get back into that whole, you know, HBO max debacle (laughs) that's been going on from, um, you know, from everybody's comments about it, but like, oh my god, yeah, it's everybody's clear going... that James Gunn is, James Gunn is mad, but yet he is here to stay, and he is going to work on both. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, studio. He's contractually obliged to, so you know. Yeah. So honestly, he's good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. doing alright. Regardless of the fact he got he got dealt a really bad fucking hands a, f- a few years ago, he's good now. You know. <laughs> Uh, He's more than good. Yeah, <laughs> he just gets more money at yeah. the end of it. Uh, you wanna, um, you wanna talk about Feige, yeah, 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 the the new shows? Uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna say, Feige announced uh, three news. Uh, he announced three new series that were coming to Disney Plus, in the form of Ironheart, uh, starring Don, uh, Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, an engineering protege who essentially she's she just she makes her own Iron Man suit. And it's a, I, I, yeah, it's the next Iron Man, which is Ironheart. So I think that's going to be interesting. Cool. I'm sure yeah. it's probably going to tie into. I, I'm sure it's probably going to tie into you know like Tony's daughter, and maybe going to Paltrow will show up, selling her weird cream, and it'll probably have ties to Armor Wars, which I think is the most interesting show that they announced here, which is, it's starring Don Cheadle coming back as Rhodey. And it's essentially what happens when, like, you know, Tony's armor gets put into the wrong hands. And there's rumors that, like, Justin Hammer is supposed to show up again Ooh. in this, which I think would be really that fun. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Him Honestly, like, this was the one that kind of, yeah, this was the one that kind of, like, came out of nowhere for me. Yeah. And I'm really excited by the idea of this. And just to see Don Cheadle actually do something. <laughs> On his own, yeah. Fun. yeah. On his own, too. Yeah, finally. It only took, like, ten years. Um, and then the last one they announced, Secret Invasion, 
what the, the previously fuck? rumored Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Just drop cool. it, okay? <laughs> What's next? Yeah, then just... watch the next one, Secret Wars. Just a miniseries. Exactly. All right. <laughs> this is the previously rumored Nick Fury-led series that will obviously have Sam Jackson back as uh, Nick Fury. and Alongside Ben Mendelsohn as Thalos, the scroll shapeshifter, who's also his friend. Fuck yeah. Captain Marvel. That's awesome. Honestly, I'm, I'm excited by the fact that they're doing a Secret Invasion series, okay. but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be as good. I'm excited as, that as uh, I, or as a, as big as it as they're going to try to make it as it was in the comics. I'm excited that Ben Mendelsohn's coming into the fold. So, yeah, That's good stuff. I'm. Let's see what the Secret Invasion thing is. I feel like, like it sounds exciting, but I'm kind of not excited at the same time. Yeah, with it. Um. They were, in terms of MCU movies, yeah. you want to take this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, Feige confirmed that uh, Chadwick will not be recast. Uh, King T- uh, well, King King T'Challa role will not be recasted. Uh, Chadwick will be e- the first and last person to play King T'Challa in the uh, in the MCU uh, universe. And uh, the film's still going to come out in July 2022, uh, written and directed by uh, Ryan Coogler. Um, which, this is obviously, you know... Did they say that in the call? What? The f- like he'll be the first and last person to play T'Challa. I mean, that's. I mean, he's not going to be recasted. So. <laughs> well, yeah, but like. Well, I, th- that's what. The, well, like that's the thing. That's you, you know what I mean by that. You know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, by I that. just I I feel like. And if they were, even to, though I think this is okay, this is a good call. I feel like they're probably thinking about it. I don't think know, in this like MCU. Can, the line. I don't think in this MCU canon they will at least, in this like, form of the MCU because you know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a non, this kind of a not, not a good idea in my opinion. You know, I think uh, I, I heard uh, I heard some people uh, talk about a, a possible uh, a possible uh, replacement idea for what they want to do for Black Panther two. Maybe have uh, multiple people be Black Panther, like a, a like a, a a table of Black Panthers that uh, that you know kind of lead Wakanda, and uh, mo- it could you know multiple characters could. Uh, could take up the role of Mabaku. Um, Could be T'Challa's yeah. uh, sister's name. I forgot. Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she Shuri. I feel like Shuri makes the most sense. No, yeah. In a way, because she's the one who she's the one who actually takes up the mantle in the comics when T'Challa's missing for a good while. Uh, I'm. I think it's the right call. Part of me feels like they're just going to maybe wait a while. I don't know what like it, it's interesting. I don't know what they're gonna do with T'Challa's character come you know Black Panther two when that actually comes out. I don't know how they're gonna address his you know him not being in the movie, but I part of me feels like they're just not gonna recast you know Chadwick's role now. They're probably just gonna wait you know a little while longer. I th- I for I don't know man. I don't think they're gonna. Although I am down with Shuri just taking up the mantle. I don't think T'Challa. I, I don't think we're gonna see another T'Challa for years. Like years, years, years on the line. At least yeah. this version I, of the MCU, I'm, you know. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with this. It's obviously a really shitty hand yeah. to deal with when you're you know making a movie like this, but I think it's the right call at least for right now for this movie. Um, the third Ant Man film, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which is a great title. Uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty. Peyton Reed's gonna yeah. come back to direct, which okay, whatever. Uh, Paul Rudd, <laughs> Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. They're all coming back. Uh, Quantum Mania will also introduce Jonathan Majors at, uh, as Kang the Conqueror 
and he's going to be one of uh, he's going to be set up as one of Marvel's biggest villains, and he also might be involved in, in a little something else. Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll definitely get there. Yeah. We get Ant-Man. To uh, well, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Medium. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I don't go fuck. Like, <laughs> I, don't go I f- think I think it's I I like the Ant-Man movies way more than I would expect them that I would have expected to. The little. And I think it's gonna be. I, I'm excited by whatever they're gonna do next with this. Kang is an awesome character. Exactly. So I hope they don't you know, you know fuck him up. Like I. I they, okay. Oh, sorry. Finish your thing, because there's something that they this article didn't list here for this film. Um, I I think that the way they're gonna introduce Kang would probably be in like the Thanos role of like Guardians. You know, something pretty small. Uh, I don't think he's gonna be a major character in this film. Uh, it's it's weird because. It could go both ways with this, because Kang is definitely a type of character that you would want to set up as an- another big bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they want to do that again, yeah. or l- at least right now with him. We still don't know like the 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 vast implications of like the time travel in uh, in uh, Endgame, you know, because like yeah. yeah, they did all that, and you know, you know, they, uh, apparently everything is fine, you know. Nothing. Uh, I'm sure it's not. Nothing yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> look, look what happened with fucking Loki. He's, he's he got resur- <laughs> he got fucking resurrected. You know, like uh, I'm sure a lot more shit uh, has happened because of you know everything that went down in Endgame. Because yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. You brought everybody back, but you know how bad did you fuck things up? It really like because I, I I don't think I, I don't think it's gonna be it, it'd be that easy. You know. Um, speaking of which, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will tie in with. Oh, both. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, um, there's one oh, thing yeah, I want to yeah, say. Oh yeah, yeah, the Kang Conqueror thing. My bad, my bad. No, 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 not about Kang. Uh, they, Catherine Newton was announced during this call that she's gonna be replacing Emma Furman as Cassie Lang That's in true. this movie, which is like, all right, cool casting, but why? <laughs> like, that, that fucking sucks for this person um, who got casted in the End Game. And they're just replacing her off to, uh, off the bat. Well, That's awful. I mean, it, I mean, it's not the first or last time it's ever happened in the MCU. To be honest, I know, but I just think that sucks. You know, like, and I get it. Catherine Newton is arguably, you know, it's it's a is a bigger name, you know, to sell this movie with. But damn, dude, why just why not help a person's career? Like... <laughs> That's awful. I mean, hey, she was in Endgame, so there's something. <laughs> yeah, she was in Endgame. She'll still get that money, yeah. but still. You know, why not more? Um, yeah, yeah uh, Doctor Strange thing. So Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will tie in both uh, with WandaVision and the third Spider-Man movie. The studio also confirmed that Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange will be appearing in the uh, Spider-Man sequel. And, uh, yeah, that's... Okay, so after all the huge fucking bombshell fucking rumors and news that, that we heard before this investor's call about you know everybody coming back to spider-man 3 literally even you and i are in spider-man 3. Yeah, literally and <laughs> with, with all that going on um how like i understand that they wouldn't want to mention anything about about it because you know they, they want to you know tease it a bit more i i i want to know how far into like this this little like this little sub story in the MCU is gonna go, like how far? How? What else are they gonna do with this? Like, is this just gonna be like you know? Oh, like all the Spider Men are gonna you know come in, come back in Spider Man three, or you know, will the possibility of fucking I don't know who knows uh, uh another Captain America from a different uh, time, from a different dimension, coming back, or 
Blade, Wesley Snipes' Blade coming into the fold, or things of that nature, you know? It honestly feels like... Okay, so I'm trying to save my thoughts on the... the and the rest of the casting announcements for that for Spider-Man 3 for later for when we get to the Alfred Molina news. But with this one specifically, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. And it just feels like they're just putting everything, they're just stuffing all of them in here. And it feels weird. And I don't know, like I'm excited obviously. Doctor Strange being in it is going to be interesting. I It, it feels like... Man, like, I wish there was a Sony investors call or a Sony press conference because I feel like they really wanted to talk about how critical this fucking movie is supposed to be for their storyline. But they can't because it's technically a Sony property and they are not, like, you know, obligated or obliged to, you know, discuss do you it. Think, uh, do you think, like, Marvel's just trying to catch up with Sony, like Sony's making all the decisions and now it's Marvel trying to just rewrite everything in order to fit Sony's mold? <laughs> I feel like part of it's kind of a petty move where it's like, oh, the DC universe is starting to do multiverse. Oh, the things. Flash, the Snyderverse is maybe out of it. The Flash <laughs> with Michael Keaton, fuck it, boom, boom, Spiderverse, let's go. Spider Man, taking more money. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, I, I don't know. I'll leave. I'll leave my thoughts for more of that when we get. To and that I guess the, uh, I guess probably, I, I besides Spider Man, which is obviously big. I think this is probably the most exciting confirmation. Uh, Marvel mm-hmm. Studios is officially in development of the new Fantastic Four movie, directed by John Watts. And if you don't know who John it's Watts, choice. if you don't know who John Watts is, he's the director of the last two Spider-Man, uh, the last two uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man films, and uh, Cop Car. And Cop Car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Cop Car. <laughs> what, what, what was the end, What was the end, What was Kevin Bacon saying? Uh, uh, don't you should steal. You should my. Cop car or something like that. <laughs> no, it's like you shouldn't have fucked with my cop car. <laughs> He's screaming in the middle of the street. Yeah. No, it was like Fucking in the middle idiot. of the field. Was it like the middle of the field? Uh, something like that. Yeah, it's a it's a funny weird movie. Yeah. Honestly, cop car was strange. Yeah, perfect choice for Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, uh, way fucking better than Peyton Reed. They really, you know, Peyton Reed's pissed. <laughs> Honestly, I thought they would have picked Peyton Reed. I'm surprised they went with John. It's Watts. like this whole. I, I'm honestly, I couldn't believe this it. entire like this entire time. Like he's he's fucking he he. You can tell he 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 pitched so many versions of the Fantastic Four to Marvel, only for them to just give them a third Ant Man movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> and just give Fantastic Four to the Spider Man guy. <laughs> so there's rumors. Uh, okay, no, there's not rumors. People are speculating and people are thinking that. Oh, what a good villain to have for this new Fantastic Four movie uh, to be, you know, maybe set up Doom, obviously, in this one, maybe. Yeah. But, like, what a good villain to have in this one than, um, what better villain to have in this one, actually? Than Kang. Than uh, Mole Man. Oh, wait. Well, Kang would be in yeah. Yes. Well, Kang was another one, but, like, people, a lot of people I've been uh, seeing on Twitter are, like, really hyped at the idea of Mole Man showing up for some reason. Why Mole Man? And I think, like, that would be a cool one. But I think, Why Mole you know, Man? given that, I mean, cause he's the first villain in the in the Fantastic Four, technically they're the first villain they ever encountered. Uh, so oh yeah, we also got a know, logo. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a logo. It's a four. It's a four. Yeah. yeah. What 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 else <laughs> wouldn't it have been honestly? Okay, so like I think it's cool. I think the idea of Mo Man probably being in it would be interesting. I think Kang makes more sense, especially since they're already setting him up in Ant Man. 
which you know hopefully they don't kill him off in that movie and then just like <laughs> we just do nothing with him i really in, in uh, his potential i really hope they make it a 70s thing i have the feeling that this will have probably be more in line with like an incredibles yeah right anything because well, you know incredibles is inspired by <laughs> fantastic four, four yeah. anyway you know i i hope this is more in line with that than anything i honestly wish that it could have been like look john watts is a cool choice but man i feel like i would have had a much better pop from this if it had been like brad bird coming into this i think that would be more i feel like that sounds like a more exciting choice even though it sounds a bit more predictable mm-hmm. than john watts but or josh Trank. that we'll just have to see or josh Trank. <laughs> we don't have to get back into that yeah. Uh, it's about it for Marvel. What was that? It's about it for Marvel, yeah. There, yeah, that was about it for Marvel. There was one thing I did want to ask because I remember I don't remember if you brought it up to me or if someone else did, where it's like, what if it's not Reed and the family, and it's just Spider Man, yeah, Wolverine, we talked about that last Ghost week. Rider, and the Hulk, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the cooler, the cooler Fantastic Four uh, team, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the uh, the <laughs> the loners, yeah, they're they're the uh, undesirables, the uh, the outcasts. Yeah. Um, the bad batch yeah literally the bad batch <laughs> yeah. of marvel um moving on from that but, but, yeah, but it, cool. it's super exciting yeah yeah um, i'm really excited to see yeah. what they could do with fantastic four and bring it into like the mcu context uh lucasfilm star wars yeah we got a l- oh baby <laughs> there's a lot yeah, here there's, there's like t- or maybe too much let's see they they announced like uh, they 10 announced- series yeah yeah, roughly ten Star Wars series are coming to Disney Plus, and then they announced um, like some new Lucasfilm projects mm-hmm. uh, for theatrical releases. You First thing being, yeah. what employ Warwick Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's a great actor. I think he's fun. Um, that's so that's good for him. First thing though, Star Wars. Disney Plus is gonna get two new Star Wars shows, both spinoffs of The Mandalorian. The first one being Rangers of the New Republic and Star Wars Ahsoka. Both coming out sometime next year with pote- with um with planned crossovers between the three series in the future. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, literally Arrowverse. Yeah. We it happened. It's happening yeah. already. Yeah. I mean, shit. Uh, I mean, uh, fuck. If they're gonna do it, you know, fine. Keep it in. These, keep it within these three. <laughs> Leave it there. Give us something out of this. I really hope so. Yeah. Give give, give us something out of this. You know, like uh, I don't want a Boba Fett series, but you know, give me a. Give me another another Western thing, or no, not another one. Give me a samurai Star Wars show. Why not? Huh? Why not? I'm, huh? I'm just really happy to know. <laughs> Why not? Literally. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get that with Ahsoka. Honestly, like, yeah. look. Here's the funny thing. People have been asking for years. Oh, when's the actual sequel to Rebels coming out? When is that supposed to happen? And it turns out we get two in live action form, <laughs> essentially. It's sick. Yeah. I don't know so much about the Rangers of the New Republic. Maybe it's with I don't know Bill Burr. And, like, maybe not Gina Carreno, but who knows, yeah. <laughs> given what's happening with her. Yeah. Uh, but Ahsoka is exciting. Rosario Dawson's confirmed to come back. And yeah, whatever the fuck. I'm sure we'll probably get... <laughs> what? No, whatever the fuck Rangers is. <laughs> yeah, it's... Honestly, you know what would be really funny? Even though it sounds like a ridiculous idea. The buddy cop. What if it's just those two guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the buddy cop thing, and it's just those two guys from Mando. You mean Dave Filoni and uh, <laughs> the other guy? What's his name? And the chubby dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's just them and the fucking and their X wings shooting the just shit, just like hanging out. Yeah. yeah, talking about their like divorced parents or some shit. I don't know. I think it'd be funny. Ahsoka's exciting. Like literally, like how she go she goes from like the most hated character since Jar Jar 
to literally time travel was created just so she could stay a character. You know, I think that's awesome. So I'm happy that that's happening. Bad Batch, they talked about. We already said mm-hmm. that. Uh, Star Wars Andor, starring Rogue One's Diego Luna. It's coming out in 2022. Yeah. They had like a they had like a get hyped video for this yeah, as well, it, but there wasn't that much it, to really go on. It was on. like a behind the scenes, like kind of like uh, I- I- interviews about like the legacy of Rogue One, you know, I guess. And uh, wow, just was hey, the legacy of Rogue One. It, it, it was literally like it was literally like, uh, uh, just like a, a video of Diego Luna. I was like, I was so happy when they when they asked me w- when they told me they were gonna pay me again. Like, like yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> being in this franchise is so good, but having the money from this franchise is even better. better. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Andor. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty excited for Andor. <laughs> it's coming out in 2022. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool, honestly. I'm I'm more excited for Alan Tudyk to probably come back. Everything else, I hope yeah. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Acolyte, which is a new Star Wars series, was the the one we talked about a few months ago. Honestly, um, yeah. It's gonna be created by Leslie Headland, who's the creator of Russian Doll on Netflix, set in the High Republic era of the franchise, which is essentially, uh, like hundreds of years before the events of Episode One. Yeah, when the so, Jedi were at their peak. The, yeah, and and apparently, this stars somebody who is the 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 premise of the series is that it's supposed to it's a thriller that stars someone who is in the Sith or someone who is an acolyte for the Sith, and there's rumors now that um people are people are really excited by the by the idea of this because this probably brings up the idea uh the potential for Dark Plagueis to actually show up in this franchise, so that would be interesting. <laughs> I don't know if. I don't. I don't want all these stories. I don't want all these shows to get that deep into it. But if they do that, yeah, that sounds cool. What if the acolyte? What works. if the acolyte uh, ends up being a Palpatine show? <laughs> oh, that would suck. Yeah, right. I don't want more Palpatine. Right. God, sick of it's it. It's me, Sheev. <laughs> what's that? What, what, awful. What's God. that? What's that next one there, bro? What's that next one there? <laughs> oh man, uh, nothing really. It's just a small little tidbit. Only you know, Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader in Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, which is supposed to be due out, uh, I believe, next year or in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Fucking, no, no, not next year. Twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. Fucking wild, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, it's officially called Obi Wan Kenobi, which is cool. Um, and just, just he's Hayden's gonna be in costume. And he and they also confirmed that there's gonna be a rematch in, in, in coming. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, makes honestly. sense. Like, look, it could make sense. It makes sense. Look, it can. It can. I just, I like the idea of. I don't know if you saw Jeremy Johns' reaction to this, but like, the way, I, yeah, I, I literally have felt the same way. I like the idea of just, you know, their rematch literally being them together and all these lines of like, oh, he's more machine than man is stuff that he learns in the afterlife or. You know, stuff that he's heard from stories of the rise of Darth Vader. And then he, you know, somehow finds out. I don't want to rematch. I honestly, there was a a description of some of the stuff they were showing. Some of the concept art they were showing for this series that we didn't get to see in the investor call. But it looks like it's Obi-Wan teaming up with some other people and traveling to other planets. Which honestly makes me more upset by the idea of this. Because I like the idea, I like the, the idea of this, you know christ type figure alone in the desert by himself you know reckoning with uh not reckoning dealing with his own um with his struggles yeah you know dealing with his plight 
as, you know, being the only Jedi or being, you know, the only known Jedi and taking care of this child who may be, you know, the pro the the pro the the prophecy. The prodigy, you yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot they could do with it. It's no, there's a lot they could do with it. Um I think uh I, I, I think uh this could also probably make way may, with may this, this could also probably uh uh give room to maybe involve Ahsoka in some capacity. You never know. Maybe Ahsoka might uh might have stumble across uh stumble across somewhere and say hi to old Obi Wan, you know? Um, God, that'd be so that'd be weird. cool. I, I, maybe the Ahsoka show will you. Uh, well, I we, we should mention this back with uh, when we're talking about Ahsoka, but maybe Hayden might even show up in Ahsoka. No, that wouldn't make sense. When he should be dead. Well, as a Force ghost. Well, as a Force ghost. Yeah, oh, as a Force maybe. ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah of I course. Don't know. That that could be interesting. Yeah, because you know he if he's if he's in this, why not show up on the other show yeah, too? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I I doubt it's just this that he got signed up for. I don't know. I hope I hope it's. I hope it's not just this, because you know Hayden Christensen, you know hot take I guess, but it's not. He's actually a pretty good actor. Uh, stuff that uh, I, you know, uh. and no, like Shattered Glass is really good. He was really good in that one. You know, obviously he didn't get the work that he wanted to get, or like any good. I'm sure he's a better actor now. I'm sure he's a better actor now. Yeah, yeah. To watch that Nicolas Cage movie, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm sure, you know he's. I'm I I think he's a good actor. I think he's there's a lot of good potential for ha- uh, like you know having them in here. Mm. I'm excited at the idea of this being like maybe a retelling of some of the Charles Soule stories that's come out in the past few years in the comics, where it's you know his is where it's Darth Vader you know making a name for himself starting off in the galaxy. Well, it, it's set ten years after the events of Episode Three, so who knows where exactly what kind of state Vader is in in that. Uh, when the series starts up, there. I can't but wait I, to see. I think that uh, idea is intriguing. I can't wait to see Obi Wan Kenobi in old man makeup, like Ewan McGregor. I mean, part of me just feels like it's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I it'll just look like Ewan McGregor, but like I'm I'm excited by the idea of that. I'm excited that Hayden is back. Yeah, and they're not ignoring the prequels like they were when you know Disney bought the franchise. Yes. Like they're not treating it on, they're not sweeping it on the rug anymore and treating it like shit. I'm, I'm excited that that they're now actually, you know, acknowledging it, you know, and acknowledging the good parts in it. A droid story, which is a animated series that's gonna have, that's gonna star C three PO and R two D two. Fine. I'm sure, it's for. I, I'm pretty sure it's like probably a kids show. Sure. Fine. You know, have David Fincher on that. His his ultimate Star Wars uh <laughs> pitch. I think that'd be fun. Star Wars Lando. The new event series that they announced is coming to Disney Plus. They didn't specify which Lando, but I'm pretty sure it's Donald Glover coming back uh, into this. And maybe this is the closest thing we'll get to, you know, Solo Two. And I think that'd be an interesting thing. That'd be cool. Let's see. Give us Solo. <laughs> uh, Give us the Solo TV show. I mean, yeah. I just want Solo Two. Yeah. Honestly, you know. Uh, and then the last one here in terms of Disney Plus series. From Lucasfilm, Star Wars Visions, which is an anime anthology series that's also coming to Disney Plus. They didn't specify which studios are involved with this, but that sounds cool. I'm excited with Star. Wo- I'm excited for Star Wars anime. And then they announced, well, okay, they announced one new Star Wars movie, and then another untitled Star Wars well, movie. M- or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Rogue Squadron. It's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins. The first new movie we're going to get from the franchise coming out in December 2023. Uh, not an adaptation of the games or the or the books. It's going to be its own original story. 
and part of me feels like oh maybe this could maybe this is like the like the spiritual successor or spiritual sequel to like rogue one yeah hence the title but that sounds like an interesting it's like she's a good choice she's a good director i'm excited by you know more star wars that isn't necessarily tied to anything skywalker related i don't want that anymore that'd be fun to see that's gonna be cool and then the taika movie was announced you know that is you know it's in development that's kind of it yeah and then oh okay before we leave like the rest of the lucasfilm stuff they confirmed willow on disney plus uh the willow tv show and then indy 5 is supposedly the final movie with harrison ford in the role and it's going to be officially directed by jason uh uh by mangled yeah so that's that's gonna be cool. that's that, that's Mangold. really cool that's i i um i appreciate that that that's james mangle doing it uh officially um uh i'm gonna sound off here i'm gonna on, on the disney uh on the picture on the animation um for disney animations ryan the last dragon is gonna premiere on march 5th 2021 it's gonna be on disney plus uh a disney plus and in theaters at the same time uh, Ryan the Last. Their premiere access. They're yeah, doing that again. Yeah, which is. Uh... <laughs> I'm surprised. I honestly thought they weren't going to do it again. I'm kind of. <laughs> I'm kind of pissed because like if it didn't work for Mulan, a movie that they fuck knew it, they're was gonna, gonna double make the fuck money, down. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you sound off on the rest. Yeah, yeah. Raya. The um, Raya thing is is the most interesting out of this for me. Uh, Baymax is getting his own series. Uh, and Baymax is from uh Big Hero Six and is gonna come in in early 2022. Which I mean, I don't care. Cool. I like the movie. Uh, Zootopia. Zootopia Plus is, I guess, the, <laughs> this is the new Zootopia. Sh- the know. new. It's the, it's the furry streaming service. <laughs> this is for us. A new series. A new se- series. I didn't read the title. I didn't know Zootopia. this was an actual thing. Yeah, it's hitting the streaming service for 2022. <laughs> Zootopia Plus. Yeah, it's a thing. Tiana, based Ew. on The Princess and the Frog, is premiering on Disney Plus 2023. Tiana, okay, that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. They never did anything with that movie yeah, until yeah. now, so that's nice. Uh, a musical, musical, a musical comedy series uh, for Moana is coming in 2023. I mean, sure, I guess. Cool. Uh, Encantado. Did you see this Moana? This is fucking Have we sick. We talked about that. I don't like Moana. This, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, songs are good right. though. Songs are good What's though. What's Encanto? Uh, uh, Encanto uh, is going to be a a Colombian a Colombian Pixar movie uh, with music written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and it is directed by I will tell you right now because this article does not say it's a Disney animation yeah Byron Byron Edwards and Jared and Jared Bush I mean Byron Howard and Jared Bush I think those are the guys sorry I think those are the guys behind Big Hero 6 yeah, it's it's like I I saw like the little teaser reel that they showed for this, it's gorgeous, which is basically just an announcement for the logo. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's it's just a it's a Colombian uh, set film starring a family from Colombia that they have like supernatural abilities or something like that. That's that's the pitch, and I mean, look, cool. Manuel's music is pretty good. Yeah, it's so fucking that's, sick. That's a cool collab. I think, uh, yeah, and like Colombian culture is super rich. You know, there's just so much. There, there's a lot of a. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things you could do with it in the context of a Pixar film, so uh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Iwaju uh, is an original long-form series made in partnership with uh, Kugali Media, and it's going to be premiering on Disney Plus in 2022. Uh, do you know what I they don't know did what with this, this one? I don't know what, like... Okay, so this is, is like... Th- this, is, th- this is a series that they... Essentially, they got people from Kickstarter, 
and uh, like crowdfunded sites, and they made their own. They they partnered oh. with them for the series. Okay, I thought it was really cool. There's some concept art. Yeah, yeah, I, I've seen the concept. Really the, the, I've seen the concept art. It looks really sick. Um, so I want to say before we get into the Pixar stuff, mm-hmm. I do want to say one thing about the Last Dragon news with Premiere Access. I feel like this is obviously you know a um, kind of a jab towards the HBO Max news that's been going on, where it's like, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have this on Disney Plus, but obviously not all of our movies in Disney Plus are gonna be in theaters. I mean, are gonna be on Disney Plus. They're gonna be in theaters, as opposed to you know HBO Max's strategy, which we've talked about before. I think it's interesting seeing how there are. It's basically two big conglomerates. And their viewpoint on what 2021 is going to look like for the movies, where HBO Max is in the standpoint of theaters are probably not going to recover anytime soon, so might as well try to make some bank on our streaming service and capitalize on that. Whereas Disney is like, theaters are still probably going to be important, and maybe people are a lot more people are going to show up than we expect, so might as well, you know, have a little bit of both. Put something like Peter Pan and Wendy and uh, Pinocchio. Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio remake, you know, have that on Disney Plus, and then everything else like your Black Widows, your um, your other uh, Pixar movies, have that be in theaters, and not on Disney Plus. I think that's interesting. I don't know. Obviously, none of them or none of us really know how it's gonna look like next year, but I'm I wouldn't be surprised if some of those movies that were announced for theaters will join disney plus maybe in this premium access thing i was surprised that black widow did not get pushed to disney plus i feel like we're kind of like during this call i mean i feel like we've kind of like been beating like the same dead horse about like you know the streaming services for a while you know it's like i I feel like this is just the next step in general and uh the whole i understand like the whole like uh kind of pushback coming from all the warner brother directors they kind of they really don't want this you know uh, and which I, I I guess they have their reasonings for it, and you know it's all about the experience. But Denny's the the Denny's is the what? Yeah, Denny's makes the most sense, honestly, because Dune Dune is supposed to be a franchise. Yeah. How are you going to set up a franchise that like that's made for the big screen? Uh, for the big screen, how are you going to set that up on a streaming service where they could just watch it on their regular TV? You know. Yeah. Who knows? Like the potential for like getting another sequel, getting a sequel from that. Is very like limited now. You know who knows? It's only, who knows about the future? Mainly on that. Who knows about the future, yeah. especially with like big blockbuster franchise uh, filmmaking, which is obviously like what Disney particularly uh, particularly uh, uh, develops. You know, like that. Like uh, honestly, the best option when it comes to like watching family films would be in the comfort of your own home with your children. You know, but uh, again, Disney just makes such expensive projects that you know there's. There's still no uh, security in the viability of the uh, yeah uh, uh, in terms of making a profit. I don't know. It's pretty fucked all around. Um, um, <laughs> Shit's fucked. Yeah, yeah. They like <laughs> you know, the movies are still getting made, which is still which is good. You know, movies always getting made will always be a good thing. So um, yeah. Continuing on with the whole. I'm a sound. Oh wait, I was gonna continue on. My bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, no, yeah. I, I was just gonna finish off the Pixar stuff here. So, okay. okay, go ahead if you want. Yeah, there's some quick ones here. Uh, some something called Spark Shorts. That's a thing. Pixar part of Popcorn, which are shorts starring iconic Pixar characters, start streaming in January. We got a show with Doug from Up, the dog from Up, coming in 2021 in the fall. 
we're getting a fucking car series called um following oh okay interesting so a car series following lightning mcqueen and mater is coming to disney plus in fall 2022 so cars so is that like two so i that's two car series yeah more cars sure then win or lose pixar's first original long form animated series is about a middle school softball team Coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. That's really that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that's the most interesting I, thing out of out of all of this. Oh, yeah. Out of the original content specifically, I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That they're actually going to do original-based, um, original narrative series from Pixar. And the movie side of things, three projects that I announced from Pixar. Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca. <laughs> will hit theaters in june of, of uh next year turning red about a 13 year old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda is in development so that's a thing and then probably the most obvious probably the most um buzzworthy announcement from this side of things in the call lightyear an origin story for buzz lightyear voiced by chris evans is hitting theaters in the summer of 2022 sure okay I look. It looks cool. I don't want. I don't want more Toy Story. I haven't even seen four, but I want the series to just end. You know, why are we doing more of this? Okay, we're also getting. Uh, we're also getting a, like, Disney. Uh, we're also getting Disney Big Mouth with turning red about thirteen year old girl going through puberty. Yeah, I mean, that'll probably work. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. But let's see. Uh, it, specifically the color red. It's the color red that kind of creeps me out about this whole pitch specifically. But that beside that, like, I'm ex- I'm interested by the idea of Pixar doing a movie in the vein of something like First Man or 2001. But couldn't it just be about an astronaut that didn't have to be named Buzz Lightyear? Which, like, the pitch, like, I don't know if you read that Chris Evans suite that went viral yeah. coming off from this, which is like, oh, this is not based on the toy, Buzz Lightyear. This is based on the man who inspired the toy, Buzz Lightyear. It's based on Buzz, <laughs> not like, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking stupid, but sure, I guess. Tim Allen can get fucked, <laughs> honestly. So that's that's a thing. I, I'm sure it'll probably be good. It, the, the picture looks well-detailed as any Pixar movie typically does so let's see what happens with that how about uh you go off on the other things that got announced here. i mean there's not i mean there's specifically this really really i mean there's not really here. much else that like i i find noteworthy besides uh no Haley is making the alien tv series which i mean okay i'm done with no Haley. <laughs> i'm fucking done with no Haley. like i you haven't even seen this season of fargo I, like man. i sure i guess but like i'm just sick of him i'm, I'm sick of reading his name everywhere it's it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like a fucking mole. It's an ugly fucking mole <sighs> on every fucking and every article I read. Um, Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth are I, making a National Geographic thing, which is whatever. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, you were gonna say something about Eileen, sure. my bad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, I get it. No, Holly is not. <laughs> it's, it's not a fun topic to talk about in the show, but I think the Fargo series is way better than it you know it needs to be i as a fan of legion i really like legion um i haven't seen lucy in the sky yet but i will and one day and i'll deal with that when you know i deal with that 
the idea of him making an, an alien TV show is interesting. Even though, like, it's it's cool. It's cool because he was talking about how, like, discussions kind of fell through, like, a few months ago. And then they just officially announced it, that it's coming to FX mm-hmm. and Hulu. And apparently it's going to be taking place on Earth, which is kind of disappointing. But whatever. What's the point of an I alien guess, show, then? Have we ever... Yeah. Have we ever had an alien... Like, a mainline alien movie set on Earth? No. I don't think we have, no. right? Because Resurrection was also on a ship. No, yeah, 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 no. I think. Um, I mean, like, the best... Like, Alien versus Predator I feel like, counts, I feel like the cheapest like... and best way to make an alien show would be just set it on a fucking ship. Yeah, right? Like, that That just yeah. seems a little, like, obvious. Whatever. What's with the Chris Hemsworth doing something for National Geographic? Yeah, I guess, whatever. Uh, Ice Age... I, I don't... Ice Age is getting a spinoff yeah, series also with Simon Pegg, which I guess, yeah, Simon Pegg does look like the fucking Sid. Is that his name? Sid? No, it's not. No, but Sid. he looks like he has, Sid. He's his own character. No, but he looks like he Sid. He does kind of like, like that's Sid. what I'm saying. That's funny. You know? Yeah, he's cool. I like his character. I think his name is Buck. Uh, yeah, Ice Age Buck Wild. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, also, some like quick Disney Plus updates. Uh, Disney Plus is increasing its price to eight dollars a month, starting in March 20- 2021. So we, we don't say we didn't fucking you. warn you. Uh, <laughs> I, I told you it was gonna happen. Disney's new bundle will offer. Uh, yeah, literally. Uh, Disney, this is actually pretty cool. Uh, Disney's new bundle will offer ad-free Hulu, Disney Plus, and easy, easy, ESPN Plus for $18.99. So, hey, um, that's, you know, it's, it, 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 it is a good bundle. And, you know, uh, Hulu is, like, it's pretty underrated, to be honest. I feel like more pe- not enough people, like, have Hulu. It's a lot of quality shit. Hulu's audio, pretty you know? good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's be- and, and it, like, I, I've had Hulu. It's fine. I, I've had Hulu for the, for the last... Uh, for the last few uh, for the last few months, and it's been good. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Disney Plus surpasses eighty six million subscribers, which okay, whatever. Uh, um, Makes sense, I guess. And, and oh, we uh, forgot to mention Jamie Alexander's back as Sif in Thor four. Yeah, that's cool. In Love and Thunder. Right. Oh, and Christian Bale is uh, officially cast as Gore the God Butcher. Yeah, that's He's fucking the, that. That's, Gore the God. That's Butcher. such a fucking intense title. That's such a fucking intense name, the God Butcher. Jesus Christ. He it makes sense, obviously, but like I'm kind of disappointed because I did want, you know, I really did want better Ray Bill. Isn't that character connected? I, to, I wanted him as better. That Ray character's Bill. connected to to the symbiotes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, heavily, in a big way, yeah. Heavily. In a big way. So maybe this one also has ties to Spider Man in some way. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Yeah, but that's There's it. A, that's it for the for yeah. The that's whole kind of it. Disney investors Thank- call. It only took an hour and eighteen minutes, but you know we were able to get through it. There was a lot. But... Also, remember when? Uh, so I, I wouldn't expect. Remember when Jamie, Jamie Alexander what? was up for for Wonder Woman? She would have been good. Would have been a good choice, yeah. You know, do you ever you ever seen that? Uh, you ever seen that NBC series she was in? She was like, she's a super spy with no memory. Can't remember the name. Did, it was did, from what I saw of it. It was pretty cool. Did she have like tattoos? I can't remember what it was. Yeah, she has like a bunch of tattoos. Oh, okay. On her body. I think I think I know what we're talking about. She yeah. wakes up in the middle of yeah. Times Square in a body yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I saw that first episode. I was I thought it was cool. Yeah. But thank God that's over with. That's over. We're not done, done with Marvel yet, though. Uh, <laughs> but we're not done with Marvel yet. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred Molina is apparently uh, confirmed to return into uh, Marvel Spider-Man. 3 yeah, we have to Marvel Spider-Man Three. Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marvel Spider-Man 3, not Sony Spider-Man 3. Even though it is technically Sony Spider-Man 3, but let's not, you know, bring up those memories again. <laughs> Alongside rumors of not only Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, but Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. <laughs> what? And, uh, and uh, 
Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson, and Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, who should be dead. And apparently Charlie Cox as Daredevil, and Chris Evans as Captain America, and Chris Evans as Human Torch, and Victor Calvo, and myself, Raul Cruz, and even you! You're in Spider-Man 3 now! <laughs> Get in the fucking van! <laughs> Um, I, yeah, okay. Sorry. Like, okay, like, all right, this, like, like we said, like, we, we mentioned this before. Like, I think, like, Spider-Man, the idea of the three Spider-Men would be a bigger movie than Avengers. I think, like, oh, yeah. I think this is, like, Completely. I think this is the only thing that could really, like, top Marvel, like, top Endgame <laughs> will come close. Like, the three, the, the, the three, th- three. <laughs> Three Spider-Men all in, all in one movie. That's a fucking insane Potentially idea. Potentially four, because Miles Morales could show up in this, too. I don't think he's going to show up. I don't yeah. think he's going to show up. Uh, who, who knows at this Yeah, who point? knows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Alfred who knows? Molina. You know? um, it's, it's wild. No, yeah, it's crazy. Um, they've, again, so, like, they've been teasing this weird multiverse shit ever since fucking, Mor- like, Morbius with the whole, like, Sam Not Raimi. even Morbius. Like, Far From Home. Yeah, kind with of. JK coming back. Yeah, well, yeah, with JK coming back, and then you know Morbius having the Sam Raimi Spider Man version on the, in the poster, and Michael Keaton showing up in the interior, obviously. Um, now, now, what what do what do we think is gonna happen with this movie? I think, <laughs> okay, well, at least what I want, I want this movie to be just uh, kind of just a setup. For what's going on, maybe set up the Sinister Six, and that's what they're gonna do. The multi, the multiverse Sinister Six, which is a fu- which is a fucking amazing idea. Um, you know, if they oh yeah, because you got Jamie Foxx as Electro, and then you have the potential Alfred to bring Molina, back Michael Keaton, yeah. Michael Keaton, Alfred Molina in this, and then you Jake Gyllenhaal, um, maybe who knows? Nacho, who knows? <laughs> yeah, you have maybe Tom Hardy. Yeah, because that movie is supposed to come out before Spider-Man. Yeah, and, 3. and it's on the same universe. And Allegedly, yeah, so. technically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Um, like, and um, what Nacho from Better Call Saul, a Scorpion, could show up in this. So like, and even uh, even Bokeem Woodbine, a shocker. Yeah, dude, like it's like it's like I okay, I think well, I want this movie to just set up the villains, have just this fucking cataclysmic like world event happening around Peter, and then at the very end, hey, who's that? Hey, oh shit. What's your name, Peter? I'm Peter. And they say there's <laughs> And then just the very end, Spider, Spider-Man, and then whatever, Spider-Man 4 isn't Spider-Man 4. It's like Spider-Man, like Final 4, like whatever the fuck. Like. <laughs> I think, okay, I think it would be really cool and really funny if they just end it with like the three Spider-Men in one shot, just looking really confused, and then it ends with, uh, remember how like Back to the Future Part 2 <laughs> ends with their cliffhanger? And it's just like a, a Marvel font. Of the Back to the Future logo saying to be concluded, and I think that'd be interesting. <sighs> it feels like it, it feels like some shit like that is gonna happen. I don't even know what's gonna you know like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness tying into this is interesting. Sam Raimi I, obviously directing I, it. <laughs> yeah, well, Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange specifically, which should be should be the last one in this multi. At least for, so far, it looks like that's supposed to be the last one in this um, in this multiverse storyline. I would be excited by the idea of them like setting it up in because the rumor is that there it's just cameos right now, mm-hmm. right? For uh, Maguire and 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 uh, Garfield. let's keep it that way. Well, we don't even know. Let's keep it that way. Possible. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Why not more? You know. Um, I would be interested at the idea of 
Raimi actually, you know, having oh my having god, Spider Man star oh my in, god. in Do- Doctor Strange two, and having either Garfield or Maguire imagine star alongside Benedict Cumberbatch? Can you imagine? To- can you imagine Sam Raimi directing Spider Man? The three of them. I'd cry. I think <laughs> I'd cry. It'd be insane. It'd be crazy. This is how I win. This is how he wins. Oh my god. He's technically in charge of the final note in whatever this storyline is supposed to be. He could technically just make his own Spider-Man 4, but for another company. For Disney in this case. Spider-Man it's Spider-Man just, 4 it's, ends it's a, up being Spider-Man with uh, with everybody. Man, everyone God. is here, and I'm excited yeah. by the idea of it. I just hope it's you know turns out to be. They a could stop movie. with the MCU, honestly. <laughs> just give me this. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what their plan was at Sony a few years ago, wasn't it? They don't have the rights to Spider-Man, so might as well make all of the Spider-Man characters their own universe thing, you know, their own franchise. It's let's see if it if, if it can work out. I'm hopeful that Venom two will be good. I have no hopes for Morbius. I really hope there's no fucking connection to Morbius and whatever we're getting I with think this. There's a lot. I mean, there will be with Michael Keaton, but like I don't I don't want to see Jared Leto's Morbius in anything. Really. Jared, you know, I'll watch the movie. Jared Leto's Morbius. I like Daniel Espinosa, Jared Leto's Joker no. in the Snyder cut. <laughs> Jared Leto's rocking coming up. Yeah, Jared Leto's rocking both worlds. So is Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton's uh, Falcon and <laughs> Falcon in this and I mean and not Batman. Falcon Vulture in this and well Vulture and Batman yeah and then he's Batman yeah <laughs> so weird it's crazy I'm I I'm wonder when they're actually gonna announce official stuff about this film because we're supposed to be getting it next November yeah man so yeah man I I'm curious to see it's like less than a year away yeah you're right yeah and, and it's like if Maguire is actually supposed to show up in this if Garfield is supposed to show up in this. Are we eventually supposed to be getting this sort of, like, are is it if they're actually announced officially announced, why is it that, like I I have a feeling that they were gonna have a bigger role than expected, but who knows at this point. Uh, Would you be down for that, a though, Disney Plus you know. Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man show <laughs> involving Toby no. or Andrew? No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> No! I'm sure it could have some dark moments. No! <laughs> I, I'm sure it will have some dark moments, but I do not. I don't want that. I don't want it. I do not care for that. It's not my type of thing. I'd rather have it be a cinematic event because that is my type of endgame. You yeah. know, having those three together. Maybe even more, Miles. What more like, could you want, I to- honestly? I, yeah, look, literally, people will lose their shit and you'll see, like, that one perfect shot account will have that like the shot that I have in my mind, like retweeted every single day. It's which would be what if you have a shot of the Empire State yeah. Building with the American flag in the back? Boom! First one you see is Raimi drop down. Toby. Toby. Uh, I mean, it's Maguire drop down. To, uh, you see Toby. Boom! Next one is Garfield. Boom! Next one is uh, in front of the American flag. And then maybe another boom. Miles Morales. Yeah, in front of the American flag, and Chad Kroger is screaming his head Danny off. Danny Elfman score. As hero Danny Elfman score. Even that, oh my god, man. Like, I want that in the theater. I want to see that as a film. Because that is an event to me. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it uh, with that story. Yeah. Uh, the WB Justice League investigation has apparently concluded. Yeah. Um, so, apparently, uh, everything... Uh, apparently, uh, what, what was the term they, they used? A remedial action was taking on, on Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, w- 
by Warner Brothers and uh, Fisher after uh, after their the Warner Warner Media statement went out. Uh, Ray Fisher uh, went on Twitter to say uh, there are still conversations that need to had that need to be had and resolutions that need to be found. Thank you for all your support and encouragement for on this uh, on this journey. We are on our way. So, I assume the remedial action was just getting just booting Whedon off of the HBO show. Well, it would make sense. I assume timing. Timing seems. I mean, yeah. Seems right, I guess. Like you know, when in Hollywood has somebody said, "I'm stepping down from a project," when in reality they're just you know they probably got fired. For fuck's sake, it's already happened to this franchise with Snyder. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. With what, like, yeah. like with what Josh, when uh, Josh Whedon was announced, they stepped down. Uh, he his statement said, uh, "I am genuinely exhausted and am stepping back to marshal my energy towards my own life, which is also at the brink of exciting change." So, in other words, I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I I feel bad laughing for a second, but like part of me thought, "What's the exciting change?" Oh, I got a divorce. <laughs> Perfect. <Like, laughs> or actually, no. Isn't he single? <laughs> isn't he single? Because. I don't know. Because it was his ex-wife who came out with that statement a few years ago, right? Or one of his I don't ex-wives. Know, but that, I don't even know. I don't know, but I'm just imagining that picture of him with like his piercing. Just going through like, like a midlife <laughs> crisis. Oh, man. man's life is falling apart, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's funny, uh, he says he's tired, but like that man's been tired since 2015. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm I'm glad that there was some closure for this. I'm sure this probably will probably get some some more updates. And yeah, maybe I don't think some this more, is the end of it. <laughs> uh, tidbits as to what happened, you know. But let's see. Yeah. House of the Dragon, the HBO Game of Thrones prequel. HBO God, Max Game of Thrones. God, the article that you sent me. Cast. The article you sent me. Matt Smith has no eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, that's, ins- that's so weird. <laughs> that's not probably weird. I'm I not saying. I'm not saying people who have no eyebrows are weird or anything. I'm just saying. That man has no eyebrows. Well, people who shave their eyebrows, that's a, it's a choice. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I don't really care. Who who am I to say? A podcaster. Uh, um, House of the Dragon, their cast includes Olivia Cook, great actress. Me, you're on the dying girl. Ready Player One, but you know, don't watch that. Watch Thoroughbreds instead. Uh, Emma Darcy and Matt Smith from Doctor Who. And nothing else. <laughs> that's it. And, and Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I haven't seen it yet. Still don't want to watch that. I think they're yeah, they have um they have character names here, but I assume these are all original names. I don't know if they're I actually really Well, they're from the lore. Uh yeah, King Viserys Targaryen. Yeah, they're from the lore. King uh they're from the lore. Yeah, yeah, King Viserys Targaryen uh played by uh Constantine uh, Alison Hightower played by Cook, Princess Princess Rhaegar Targaryen played by uh, Darcy and uh Princess Damon Targaryen, played by Smith, as well as Lord Corley's Velaryne, uh, known as the Sea Snake, who be- who becomes hand to Queen Rhaenar during the Dance of the Dragons. Uh, sure. I guess he hasn't been casted yet. It is co-created, it is co-created by Martin, so I-, I wonder what decade this show will actually come out. Let's see. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be like, 10 episodes. I know. It, yeah, 10-episode first season. I and know that like, before people the, want the show. Yeah, I know that people want to actively forget about Game of Thrones, but, like, I, will this bring people back? That's what I, that's what the, the most, that's the, that's the biggest question that I have on my mind with this specifically. Is this actually going to make people interested in Game of Thrones again? Or at least the franchise, you know? 
I feel I, I, mean, I don't know anymore. Cause I don't think so. Cause look, nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore. You know, like we still talk about Star Wars after Rise of Skywalker being such shit. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Game of Thrones anymore after that final season. Yeah, right. It's 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 weird. It's weird. I don't know how to. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. I don't know what's gonna happen with this next one too. Uh, True Blood is getting a reboot hmm. on HBO <laughs> with uh, Robert Aguirre Sacasa, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is the co-creator of Sabrina, the new Sabrina on Netflix, and um, the, the the canceled Sabrina on Netflix, and Riverdale on the CW. He's overseeing this project, which I assume probably will not star the main cast because Anna Paquin came out and said that she had no idea this was announced. God, what a fucking... <laughs> so I assume so I assume this is a new take and a new cast. What a dick punch. I know. How do you feel about this since you're 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 the True Blood fan here? I love yeah. True Blood. I love that show. I don't care what anyone says. Isn't that your favorite like kind of iffy. Isn't that your favorite Skarsgård role? Mm, no. That ended up becoming um his character from Big Little Lies season yeah, 1. Well, yeah. <laughs> because that was fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Although I've heard he's really good in the Stand TV show, but I'm not going to resubscribe to CBS All Access again. Uh, I already wasted my second free trial. But Imagine paying for CBS True All Blood, Access. Yeah, imagine, right? <laughs> uh, True Blood has a bit of a special place in my heart because it was one of those series alongside Sopranos that I started getting into as a like at, at, a, at an oddly early age. I watched it when I was, like I think, seven or eight years Jesus old. Jesus fuck. When, when True Blood came out, I, I started watching it around that time. But I was always mesmerized by how crazy things got. You know, and Alan Ball is a really good writer. And I've always wanted to see Six Feet Under. But I've always liked this show. I've always liked uh, the characters. Sookie's awesome. Bill is great. Uh, my favorite character is Russell, played by... Oh my god, I'm blanking out on his name. But he's in literally everything. In uh, almost every Ryan Murphy show. I'm just trying to remember his name. But Russell... From True Blood, he's one of my favorite villains ever. He's so good, and there's a monologue he has in like season two or three that he, he does in front of a oh uh, Dennis O'Hare. Some something happened. Yeah, Dennis O'Hare. That's it. Yeah, awesome. He's awesome. He, there, there's a monologue he does in the, I think the middle of season two or three that uh, it's in front of a newscast, a, li- a live recorded newscast, and it's one of my favorite monologues like ever because mm-hmm. it's just so evil and so like. There's power behind it. I want to watch. I, really uh, I want to watch True Blood. That's that's been a show that's like been on like my radar for years because you know HBO boys to the max. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, it's honestly Sarcasa is a good choice with this because like Riverdale is that sort of you know at the first season of Riverdale at least is a really good mix of like like True Blood similarly um, of sexiness and and crazy drama, you know. And I think that would be a really good. It's a really good like couples watch too, especially. You know the 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 original True Blood, mm-hmm. so I think you would really be into it. You know, uh, what else? The Game Awards happened. Definitely, yeah, yeah. The Game Awards. The Game Awards happened. Game Awards. Um, that was a yeah. Thing. Uh, but <laughs> there were some good announcements. Literally, like, <laughs> all right. La- last year, um, this time last year, uh, I went to uh, I went to uh, Ohio. Remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I went to Cleveland. Um, literally, I only, I, I only, <laughs> I, 
I only remember that this was the uh, th- that this time was the Game Awards because of that one time you called me during Ohio and he's like, hey, this is Game Awards. It's like, really? I just pulled out the laptop like in the middle of Ohio and just started watching it. <laughs> I was watching it yeah. like in the middle of work. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, hey, look at us now. We're in a new generation of games. It's crazy. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad the crunch culture is awful, but we'll get into that. With yeah. So, 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 what, can you explain why the fuck you wasted your time watching this shit? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. Good. I, I right, watched good, good, like good. the first two hours. I watched the first two hours. I'll, I'll admit. Raul. But I dropped off. <laughs> fuck off. Uh, I okay. It's not like I stopped what I was doing and you know just stay was glued to my TV. In the I had it in the background. Okay, yeah. And whenever I would hear a world premiere coming out of world Jeff Keenan's premiere. mouth, I would, yeah, I would run, I would run back to the TV and see if it was something that was interesting. And you know, for things. the most part, there were a couple of things that were cool. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft revealed a new Perfect Dark, which is what we've That's been wondering for so a long time. so fucking cool. I am so excited. Yeah. Perfect Dark is such an underrated it's, game. It should deserve, it should deserve the same recognition as GoldenEye, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, like they wanted to do more Goldeneye, but they didn't have the license anymore. So they're like, all right, might as well do our original thing. And that's how that's literally how uh, Perfect Dark came up. Uh, It's going to be developed by The Initiative, the Santa Monica based studio from Xbox. Uh, And it's being dubbed a quadruple A video game. God. (laughs) So let's let's see how many workers actually die from the making of this video game. I wonder... I wonder what what they could do it with sucks Perfect. To laugh at. I wonder what they could do with Perfect Dark now. I hope they still keep it, you know, a Perfect Dark game. Like it's first person. It's you know, kind of the same. It kind of plays the same, or kind of plays a a, a little bit better, you know, than the original. But uh, the storyline is interesting. It's like ecological terrorist attacks. Yeah, they have to send in Joanna Dark to infiltrate Egypt. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. it's 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 a cool it's a cool visual i don't know how long it's gonna take for this game to come out they said that it's like still even in this video they they said it's still in very very early development hey man we so who knows how long it's gonna microsoft take. needs those uh needs those original ips you know they <laughs> they definitely need something to back up their the, the consoles so this is this is good stuff yeah i mean it's 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 better late than never at least you know because they've had the rare library for so long they've been done very little with it so it's cool to see that they're, you know, actually going back into that well. I want a new banjo. I want a new Killer Instinct, you know. It, and and it's it's weird that they haven't God, done that. The, God, the, pic, the next picture is so fucking dark. <laughs> I love it. Sephiroth, baby. He's coming to smash. He's going to fucking kill Mario. <laughs> he killed Mario. He fucking like, murdered Like, actually Mar- stabbed Why? him. <laughs> well, okay, he didn't stab him. The, the trailer is like... Uh, uh, have you seen the trailer for this? <laughs> look at the Mar. Look at the fucking Sephiroth apologists. <laughs> no, did you not see no, the, the actually, trailer for this? Because like, yeah, he didn't actually stab oh, yeah. him through the heart or anything like that, or to the throat. Technically, yeah, that's, as that's it looks such like with a like such a great out of context <laughs> frame. <laughs> uh, that's a good promo for the Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. It's the last thing you hear before you die. <laughs> That's what you say before you die. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. Uh, so no, did you? Uh, the the they they revealed the trailer for the next DLC character mm-hmm. for Smash Ultimate coming out this month. <laughs> I think they're doing. I think the panel is on like the seventeenth. Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, fuck. Okay. The the reveal like the reveal discussion for Sephiroth is tomorrow, 
and it's he'll probably show up. I think he'll probably be released tomorrow. Honestly, um, <laughs> I'm just reading. I'm just reading the. So okay. <laughs> I'm just reading the caption, and it says, first first act as a playable Super Smash Bros. character, he murdered Mario. Yeah, it's honestly, there's a common thing with Smash DLC specifically where people don't want another anime sword fighter, but this is a rare exception where this it is the anime sword fighter. This is the final boss to end all final bosses with Sephiroth. Because, like, not only is he one of gaming, like, one of ga- uh, games' most popular characters... You know, from Final Fantasy Seven, and not only is it really cool to see another Final Fantasy Seven representative in this, with hopefully more content from the game, aside from like two tracks with uh, Cloud's inclusion in the base game. It's just, it's, it's really, it was just a really well made uh, reveal trailer to get people excited for this character. I love Sephiroth because you know I've already I played Final Fantasy 7 remake and I think he's a really compelling antagonist. He's one of the most iconic the little that you see him. He's in. one of the most iconic villains in games. Yeah, and it's just what better way to, you know, what better character to have to kill than Mario him <laughs> in this case. Yeah, and to kill Mario specifically. Yeah. This this trailer screams Advent Children and you could just tell Sakurai loves we that thought, movie so much with th- this and it's really We fun. thought Nintendo We thought Nintendo was getting edgy when they introduced Joker with a gun. <laughs> Yeah, no. Now you have a guy with a sword that's literally twice as big as he is. It look at the screenshots. Yeah. It's literally like it's a quarter. It could be basically a quarter of the screen. His up smash is so. His range is so high. It's ridiculous. Let's scroll back. It looks like he's gonna be insanely. Let's scroll under that and see what other crossover we got next. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I, my final thing on that on Sephiroth was it's a really good trailer. He looks like it's gonna be. It looks like he's gonna be a really fun character to play. That's it for that. Yeah, Master Chief's coming to Fortnite. Cool. That's it. He's already here actually. I think. So that's a thing. Sure. And yeah, Kratos I, too. My God, awful. Kratos too. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last week, but yeah, Kratos showed up as a skin on Fortnite. So technically. Master Chief and Kratos can be representatives of Smash because you can play Fortnite on Switch and you can play with those skins. Quick on question. Switch. Give uh, well, not not question more just like uh, give me an answer. Fucking, what would you think? Give me one one person that you would want to see as an unironic uh, Fortnite character, Fortnite skin. Like just somebody that just does not fit the mold at all. That you would love to see. I have the funny. joke answer, but I don't have a serious answer. No, no, this is a, this is a joke question. So this is a joke question. Oh, so. okay, yeah, sure. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Fuck. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that heroic ass Fortnite music playing. It's like, oh yes, it's me, Jeffrey Dahmer. Not it's like a shitty movie tie-in, so it's like um, Ross Lynch see, I was th- <laughs> as Jeffrey Dahmer from that indie movie a few years ago. See, I was thinking uh, British fascist Oswald Mosley. <laughs> sure, yeah, Oswald Mosley would be cool. God, Team Fortress music plays. Oh, too bad. <laughs> oh, whoopsie doodle! It's Mussolini. <laughs> Can you imagine if you could just. Oh my god, a historical a historical person's fighting game. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> there there have been, there I I'm sure Gandhi, there's some out there. Gandhi versus versus oh, fuck. Give me somebody. Mate, have you not, Ivan the Terrible. Have you not played Civilization? 
Ivan the Terrible. Well, yeah, yeah Civilization is technically, mashup. yeah, it's historical fighting game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is. You're right. You're Dude, right. Yeah, you're right. Do not fuck with Gandhi. Like, the first rule I've heard about Civ from many people who Our play, Civ, play Civ is do not fuck with Gandhi. <laughs> Never fuck with Gandhi because Gandhi will destroy he has the heart you. Of the people, yeah. Apparently, those elephants are like, yeah, those elephants are immortal. Yeah. Like, they, they cannot be stopped. Imagine how horrifying uh, it must sure. have been back then. Like you're at war with you're at war with uh with it with, with like foreign invaders out of nowhere. Never in your life you don't have internet TV or anything. They just come up in fucking elephants. How actually elephants, horrifying dude. that must must have been. Elephants are st- they're straight up killers. Yeah, dude. It's terrifying. Yeah, dude. God. Even now I'd shit my pants if a fucking elephant was oh, near dude. my face. Oh, dude. Imagine if we Jesus. imagine if we still used elephants for war. I mean, we have tanks for that. We have tanks for that. Somewhere, like, right? What? Yeah, but like, can it? Can an elephant like? Can an elephant um, roll over a tank? Does it have that power? Probably, maybe. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a MythBusters episode on that. Uh, yeah, cool for Fortnite. Sure. <laughs> Bioware Bioware showed a brief cinematic from Dragon Age Four. I don't really know anything else That's about nice. it. Mass Effect got a new... There was a new sneak peek at the new Mass Effect. Oh, sure. Saying Mass Effect will continue. And apparently the blue lady from that teaser is um one of the blue people from... Yeah. One of the main blue people from uh, the, the original trilogy. So this might end up being Mass Effect 4. It is. Or the real Mass Basically Effect 4. Basically yeah, yeah. Mass Effect 5. Yeah. Uh, sure. Cool. I, I think that'd be interesting for a game that... Like the last core... The last mainline game of that franchise, being three, because I'm gonna ignore Andromeda for a minute, had like you know so much controversy regarding its ending that they're just gonna pick an ending and just be like, "Fuck it, Mass Effect Five, deal with it. This is what this is what you get. I do not care." <laughs> but that's interesting. this next game. Um, fuck, it's, it, it, this one's pretty exciting, dude. Um, have, oh yes, this PUBG spinoff. Yeah. Um. So really weird. You never played Dead Space, right? I've seen some gameplay, but no, I've never. Okay, played if you don't know what Death Space is, Death Space is basically a horror survival, uh, a horror survival game set in space. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And this next project called the Callisto Pro- Protocol is set in the universe of PUBG, in in some weird way, and uh, it's made by the Dead Space creator, and apparently yeah. it's supposed to be like a another horror survival uh, sci-fi game. Which is pretty cool, but I don't get I, I don't get what PUBG has to do with any of this. It's the weirdest little like tacked on sentence that you could have ha- used to describe this game. It's weird. It's just it's pub like why does this connect? Because apparently they're they're. Am I gonna have a Am I gonna have a bucket for a like for a hat? Because they're actually <laughs> trying to uh, they're actually trying to like. Well, I'm pretty sure this has been a thing for a while, but th- there's like a lore behind PUBG. Like I think I think there I think is, what it is yeah. is like some like eccentric like like billionaire like probably like Elon Musk or something like just got a bunch of people like just to fight each other like in a in an island or something I think I think that's what it is. I I don't want to interrupt, but okay, going back to the Fortnite thing, that honestly sounds more realistic of but, a character than any of the ones we mentioned. The what Elon the- Musk on for on Fortnite. I think that sounds more. Yeah, realistic. honestly, yeah, you're right, hundred percent. I, I, yeah. I, I see them doing like an Elon Musk skin and just Elon Musk like walking around, doing Fortnite dances. What a disgusting game. Uh, Despicable. Yeah, the Callisto Protocol looks cool. Yeah, I, didn't he? Wasn't it announced that he was doing another game 
or another co-creator from Dead Space is doing a game for Capcom in that PS5 reveal. Maybe. I'm pretty sure that was a thing that got announced. But yeah, Arc 2. With starring Vin Diesel. Starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> Ew. Uh. Okay, I don't know if you... Did you see the trailer for this? Yeah. Okay, I saw it live, and immediately I was thinking, oh my god, are we going to get Dino Crisis? Are we going to get Turok? The second I saw Vin Diesel's face, I was immediately turned off. Dinosaur fo- I know he's a fan of video games. I know he loves them. I do not care. It's uh, <laughs> it's Dinosaur... Uh, dinosaur... Um, Fast and Furious. That's what it is. Basically. They announced a TV show with this. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever played Ark. The first one, no. Ark is cool. It's basically Minecraft, but um, with like it's future Minecraft, but with dinosaurs tacked into it. I know, so I know, it has its own. I know it has cool like thing. its own huge uh, uh, cult following. Yeah, my brother used to play it a lot, mm. and so I, I got into it through that. But that's the thing. Let me scroll down to some of these other ones because there are some that yeah, know, I really a lot of worthless ones. Much care for. Uh, let me talk about this one. Worthless. That's. Let me talk about this one. I'll kick off what? this one. Uh, so the original Left 4 Dead studio, Turtle Rock, showed off its new zombie oh, yeah. game called Back for Blood. And it, this Left is... Left 4 Dead 4. It's... Oh, no, Left 4 Dead 3. 3, 3 yeah. This is the spiritual <laughs> yeah. successor to the Left 4 Dead franchise and basically Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, if you don't know what Left 4 Dead is, Left 4 Dead, I consider one of the just the most fun, one of my favorite games of all time. You basically... It's just four... It's four survivors and you're just going from point A to point B uh, mowing down zombies, picking up uh, health packages, uh, uh, pills, uh, guns, and just trying to survive. And there is an in-game director that uh, basically changes, switches things up for you. So he sends in, uh, he like it's like a, it's on game AI, and he basically sends in you know different bosses and different moments or places different things in different areas. And it's uh, Left 4 Dead was just such a big was a big part of uh, my life as a gamer as a gamer growing up. And this makes me so happy that Back for Blood is gonna be its own thing. I don't know. Have you seen the gameplay demo? I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. When it looks. It. It, it looks fun. The thing it looks cool. Yeah, I. I'm not a. Um, I don't really have any affinity with the Left 4 Dead franchise. Oh my personally. god. I do think. I do think that the mod community behind that game is really fun. Yeah, hundred percent. And they're able to put out some really funny, weird shit in that. Uh, in that. In into those games. But uh, cool for them. Yeah, I I thought it was fine from what I saw. As a uh, as a fan of the franchise, dude. It, it, no, I'm sorry. It's just like as yeah. a fan of the franchise, it's just really happy. Makes me really happy to see it because I think the last time we got a Left 4 Dead game was like 11 years ago. You know, it's been yeah. years. No, like Valve literally, Valve literally cannot make a third game to save their life for 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 some also reason. They, I don't understand. Also, you can aim in this game now, which is so weird. <laughs> Were you never able to aim and left? Hit fire. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some other ones here. Disco Elysium, which is a game I've heard really good things about. It's getting a, like, a final cut update with, like, actual voice acting, and it'll be coming to Xbox and Switch later on in next year, in March. Then, uh, Among Us got a new map. Whoa! <laughs> then there was a teaser. Cool. I, I played some Among Us last night. I, 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 that game is still fun. There's a new Evil Dead game coming out Man, next Evil year. Evil Dead has been, like, in full force. This one is very... I'm very happy that this one... That I saw this one um, in real time. You know, because I was I was expecting... I think it's from the same people. I have to look it up. I think it's from the same people who made Blair Witch. And I thought it was just a trailer for... Oh, it's Blair Witch 2 or Blair Witch mm-hmm. 3. Whichever one is there up in that franchise. But no, it's an Evil Dead game. And it's not only Ash, but it's um, it's Dana from uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead. 
a knight from uh, Army of Darkness, <laughs> and then uh, one of the dudes from the original Evil Dead. It's like Ash's best friend, and it's basically it's basically another co-op shooter fighter. That's super thing, fun, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 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 and it makes sense given that it's Evil Dead. Like that's that it these sort of franchises, like horror franchises of this type of caliber, and for like multiplayer video games, it kind of makes sense to go this route. You know, this it it felt like a Left 4 Dead clone. It's funny that you mentioned Left 4 Dead because it felt like a Left 4 Dead clone uh, looking at the trailer. But you know, I'm excited by the fact that it's an Evil Dead logo is being slapped onto it, and it's it looks like it's gonna. Uh, it looks good, you know, uh, from what I could see from this. Trailer. Oh, dude, man. Um, oh, that that next game, uh, the tracking game. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, the one that's made by. There's a Korean studio behind it. it, it, look it up. So basically, um, there's this new uh, dragon uh, combat game called Century: Age of Ashes, and it's basically like yes, a like yes. a Panzer Dragoon type of game. You don't know what Panzer Dragoon is. It's basically like a a, a dragon riding game, and you you're it, it it's it, it's dragon dogfighting. That's what it is, and. The gameplay looks. It really looks sick. Good. I I really like it. Really yeah, good. you're basically riding around on a fucking huge dragon. There's like like you see bits and parts of like gameplay spliced in between like the the CG. Um, from what it looks of it, it looks like you can probably customize like the armor of the dragons, customize the dragon themselves. Um, there's like physics mechanics too. So like you know, you there's like deep dives, you know, in order for you to get more uh, more force to go up. Uh, di- different different things from what it looks like, and it looks really sick. Yeah, um, that one that one was a really interesting yeah. reveal. Out of like the original titles from this one, that was probably the most exciting because well, I mean we saw actual gameplay from yeah. it and it looks really fun. It's just dog fighting, but you know, as a dr- in a dragon. So that's Returnal. Fun. Uh, I don't really have anything else. There wasn't anything else that really you know piqued my interest with the game awards aside from this. The awards are its own other discussion, and I don't really want to get into that topic right now. Can we just talk about Returnal, Honestly, like, like the, how how stupid that fucking title is, like. <laughs> it's a dumb title, but no, like, there's nothing to talk cool. about. Yeah, yeah, that's coming out in there's March. There's like nothing much to talk about, yeah. but it's just it's just funny. Actually, um, there was yeah. one thing I did wanna, I did wanna mention it. Um, that Evil West game. Oh yeah, I, I keep mixing it up with End of West or like that other Western uh, supernatural game that I think already came out on early access on Epi- on the Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this looks really cool. You know, it's just like a your cowboy basically fighting. You're like a steam com- a steampunk cowboy fighting like demons and vampires, uh, made by the guys who who made the Shadow Warrior games, which were, which were pretty good. Um, Shadow yeah. Warriors. What it's like that? this uh first person shooter like uh, samurai type of game. It's pretty sick. Mm. It's pretty cool. They showed some okay. They did show some gameplay from that Warhammer uh, co op shooter, which looks. Cool, oh, they have. They oh, really I need to set up. I didn't see that. Yeah, it looked. It looked interesting. Dark Tide, I think. Vermin Tide. Yeah. No, no Vermin Tide. Cool. No, Dark Tide. Vermin Tide was the other one. Th- this one is called yeah, Dark yeah. Tide. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, you know, everything else was fine at the Game Awards. The awards, again, I don't think last. Look, la- the only thing I'll say about this, I don't think Last of Us Two needed to get all of those awards. I think that's a bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. especially for best action adventure game, but. I digress. I haven't played the game. I just feel like there were some better ones, you know, that could have gotten more love. Yeah. Like Hades and especially FF7 Remake would have should have gotten more love. Even Ghost of Tsushima, which I don't even... I don't know if it won anything, honestly. I think it won Best Arc Direction, but I can't... 
I I'm literally just um, trying to remember right now. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, you want to get into Cyberpunk for a quick minute? Because there's a lot of things <laughs> to talk I mean, about. Get, I mean, get into what? The launch was shit. <sighs> it's awful. Like, to okay, say the least. so I heard, I was see I saw some people streaming it on like, some people streaming it on a fucking 3080, you know, on a, on like really high end PC hardware. And it was like running really slow and like the frame rate was dropping. That's one thing that I was looking at, you know, firsthand with this. The gameplay on PS4 and Xbox One is a whole other discussion because it doesn't even, it's not even a game. Like I've heard from some people that it's not even playable on PS4. Yeah, dude. At some yeah, dude, point you can't. With its bugs. It's like, it's like max 20 frames a second. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's it's max twenty frames a second. Like all the graphics look like washed up putty. Uh, no details at all. None of the AIs are doing anything. Everybody's doing fucking T poses and shit. Uh, it's but they're doing T poses and then like I've seen I've seen a compilation of people just literally flying off of the map. Your first person character literally clips off and you're just like descending into space. Then you have like guns are being put into like person people's uh, eyeballs. You know, like, literally stuffed inside them. Like, dicks are clipping on and off, which has also been another problem for streamers <laughs> as well. Because I think, I think Twitch has, like, a nudity, nudity guideline when I, it comes to at least, you know, this I think they made their, I think they make the exception for Cyberpunk. I think they, they're making the exception for Cyberpunk, but I'm not too sure. I don't know. Yeah, because I haven't heard anybody get, like, DMCA'd over it. Even though, okay, this is this is probably one of the worst ones. The seizure one is probably the worst yeah, one. I mean, it is the worst yeah, yeah. one. But like the one that's really bad and the one that's super clueless to me, especially if you're trying to stream the game, is the game is that the game has a function an option where you could disable copyrighted music, right? Yes. To avoid getting DMCA claimed. And then there is another separate thing called a streamer safe mode, a safe streamer which mode. Which a lot of games have been like, adapting into their games, which is amazing. Yeah, which is great, but not for this nope. one because it doesn't even work. It's like I I saw Maximilian's stream uh, for a few hours the day he got it, the day he started playing it, and he he I literally saw him turn off the before he started the game tur uh, turn on the option to disable copyrighted music in order to you know not get DMCA'd. Dude, his game starts off. I hear fucking Bad Bunny and Run the Jewels the moment. <laughs> the God. game starts and like he had to stop it and like look into the menu and see if it actually was you know on or not it didn't work it's not even working like that's ridiculous and then yeah there's the seizure stuff that's happening which is oh my god like how did nobody fucking go so by you guys do you guys remember the or talk you guys remember the whole pokemon situation they uh, accidentally put a seizure causing uh, a seizure trigger triggering uh, scene in a in a Pokemon episode, and a bunch of kids got uh, got seizures. They were sent to hospitals. I think in Japan that's where yeah. it happened. I don't think it ever aired in the states. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like it was a long, long time ago, and nobody would have known that. And then that basically changed how you know television or how like a bunch of media you know de deals with trigger um, trigger flashing sequences yeah. going forward. Where they would like dim the lights on certain scenes, or they would, you know, just not, or they would just like, you know, tone down the intensity of some of them. With the exception of shit like Incredibles 2, which is surprising that that movie, like, got away oh with that. Oh my god, yeah. That was horrible. Remember those sequences? That was really bad. 
you know, and, and thankfully neither of that us get, have epilepsy, but I, 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 I'm worried for the people that <laughs> give do. Give me a headache. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's awful. So for those of you who don't know about the whole uh, seizure triggering stuff that's happening in, in the game. First of all, I find it ridiculous that this game got so many 9s and 10s, like, alone. You know, I'm sure the game is a, it has a really good story and the gameplay is, is fun and stuff like that, you know, when it works. Ooh, I've heard the opposite. But, <laughs> well, I don't know. I've seen some good things. But, like, I find it ridiculous that this game is getting a bunch of 9s and 10s and yet nobody in those reviews talked about, like, or not, like, the ones that I read talked about, like, the, the fact that there were some trigger sequences that, you know, could actually hurt people who have epilepsy in one instance where I think, I think, uh, this writer, she came from GameSpot or another big media game, uh, game media outlet who literally created her own, um, and basically an unofficial, but like her own manual of how to avoid, you know, uh, these seizure triggering sequences in the game because she played through the game for a review, I believe, and she had epilepsy, or she has epilepsy, and she literally went through multiple seizures while, pl while you know, going through her playthrough. So she wrote this whole thing down, and then this also led to a bunch of dumbasses, like, harassing her and basically, literally assaulting her with, you know, messages of, you know, that now have seizure-triggering sequences in them to try to get her to have a seizure, essentially, which is fucked up. Which also led to Cyberpunk, uh, the CG Project Red, you know, actually addressing it in their game a few days after it came out. And then they apparently mentioned it in their EULA, which itself was written to be like a mockery of EULAs, where they're like, oh, we're cyberpunk. We know you don't read this shit. By the way, you could get seizures from some of these sequences, like all the way at the end. And they don't, they didn't mention that at all, you know, until, you know, it started getting traction Wow, so punk. I think that's just... <laughs> so punk, man. Wow. Edgy. That's awful. Like, I can't... I couldn't believe that this game can launch that No, it's badly. a mess. This is the next No Man's Sky of a no, mess. No, it's Fallout 76, man. This is, like, like as oh, yeah, bad Fallout as Fallout 76, 76 dude. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, like, not a good situation on, Cyber, on CD Projekt Red. I know their stock went down, like, fucking... <laughs> like, oh yeah, it, it, it knows that. Yeah, like, I okay, no, I'd argue it's worse because at least Bethesda did not give people epile like, epilepsy, like did not like hurt people with epilepsy. Yeah. You know, that's awful. Epilepsy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it's it's super fucked. The entire situation is extremely fucked, and uh, hopefully everybody's okay. They, yeah, I mean, they have come out and said that they're going to be doing a bunch more patches to not only fix hope so. the previous gen <laughs> versions and, you know, not kill people, not potentially kill people with their sequences. I think it's like in the brain dance sequences, but I don't even know what that means anymore in this game. And, you know, here's hoping that they were able to fix the problems because it's really bad right now. And I, I cannot believe, <laughs> I couldn't believe that, like, they were able to get away with some shit like that. You know, and nobody talked about it when, like, the reviews started coming in. And, like, when the game actually launched, you know, it had to take a few days afterwards. Yeah, no. It's it's awful. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not buying Cyberpunk for uh, uh, for a while. And so, obviously, everything, you know, is uh, settled and everything. And it's not the game's not killing people, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm honestly, like, I'm just, I'm just going to wait until I can, you know, save up some more money for a PS5 in March. And hopefully, you know, buy both of those come march and it's already some of those hopefully those things are fixed 
you know. It's just ridiculous to me where it's... I know a lot of game developers when it comes to, like, you know, transitioning into another generation of consoles. You know, they're supposed to, like, make these games on... You know, some of them usually make those games They're supposed to optimize more it. optimized yeah. for the previous, yeah, for the previous generation of consoles, only for it to like for them to transfer that process into the newer generation and then you know um, improve upon it. It's weird to me that they just like went straight into making this for Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X's and S's, and I, I think PS5 it's more complicated and, than that. And optimal PCs and less than on. PS4. I think it's more complicated than that because remember this game got announced back in 2013. You know, like this game has been this game has been announced since the PS4 came out, and uh, and like I feel yeah. And how is it? Uh, how is it working worse on PS? Because I feel like I, because you know? I, well, that's just so well, weird the, well the the technology moves quick, and and once you like you're like adapting, you know, once you're adapting a game that's been you know taking, once you're optimizing a game for two separate generations, um, maybe what it was was that you know they there's they were doing it for one game. And they would like you know they were doing it for the for last gen, uh, and as the technology you know got better and then the, you know the demands for a next gen uh, variant of it, they probably just put all their focus into you know the new the new hardware and the new system. Um, video game. I would just expect like one video game development is not easy, you know. Uh, yeah, I know it's not easy, but I would imagine it. You know, since. It gets re- it gets announced, right? And they're working it on PS4. I would imagine that you know you would have a better experience, or you have a really good experience on PS4, and then an even better experience on, when it comes to PS5. I think they just started developing it's it. Just, it's yeah, they probably just started developing it better, like optimizing it specifically for PS5. You know, it's weird to me. Also, crunch is awful, but yeah. you know that's that's <laughs> when else have we not said that yeah. on the show? But yeah, that's a thing. So yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have more updates on that fucking mess as as we go along. The year. how's your week been? But yeah, that's it for that. Yeah. My week's been fine. Thank you for asking. You've been enjoying uh, your you've been enjoying been your time your 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 time to yourself. Your R and R. Uh, sure. But I'm also trying to find some other things to keep myself busy. Like I've been going on walks now with <laughs> my dog. I haven't. I'm I'm surprised I I never did that before. You know, because you know, my dog is mainly a house dog, but. I figured, like, nobody's at the house. I might as well do some sort of exercise. I've been going out to the gym. And then I'm like, you know what? I like walking. I like being with my dog. Might as well walk my mm-hmm. dog. You know? So I've been doing that. That's, That's cool. And then, yeah, I, I the same old stuff that I've been doing before as well. Just cap- catching up on a bunch of movies over the past week. I'm trying to watch all the movies that I've been that are on cri- uh, my Criterion collection. Yeah. All the movies I want to watch on my Criterion collection so I could just pause the account and not use it for another six months <laughs> so they won't have to charge me. So I've been watching stuff like uh, Don't Look Now. Oh, yes. Night. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's a that's thing. That's good stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. thing. It's really good. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've rewatched Elephant Man. Still lovely. You know, I, I saw Cleo from 5 to 7, which is another thing. But a, lot, a bunch of really good movies in that service. But what I do want to talk about this week because we both have kind of one thing to really talk about yeah. this week, aside from leftovers later on. Tread lightly, please. Uh, I saw yeah, Possessor. Yeah, tread lightly, please. No, yeah, no, same yeah. for you. Um, po- I saw Possessor the other day on uh, Amazon Prime. I rented it from uh, for... from little Brandy Cronenberg. Yeah, little 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 Davy's son. You know, the son of David Cronenberg. This is the second feature. I haven't seen Antiviral, but I've heard it's good. And it follows a. It's basically. 
the hornier, in my opinion, cooler sci-fi thriller of nice. the year. <laughs> where, um, yeah, where um, it follows uh, Andrea Rosenberg, and yeah, Andrea Rosenberg, as a uh, as an assassin named Voss, and possessor. The title is in relation to uh, her title. She's a possessor, which is an assassin that is able to infiltrate a person's mind and carry out uh, missions as that person. So she's a she's basically the best that they've got in in their agency. Mm-hmm. She's the best possessor that they have in their arsenal. And uh, what's this girl's name? Let me let me figure it out as I'm remembering it. Her boss, uh, played by Jennifer Jason mm-hmm. Lee. Gives her this big mission assignment to, uh, you know, to take out a couple of people who run this really big media conglomerate. Uh, I think it's called Zoothroop, something like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, they're they're like a data. They they're like a Facebook where they um, where they're like a they data mine you know people's privacy and, and oh use okay their cool own, like, <laughs> economic benefits so just, just like, like facebook, facebook yeah <laughs> you, yeah it's just like instagram specifically which wow by the way well, it's, <laughs> that's well, it's the same company crazy so. thing no i know but like you remember you you heard about the thing that happened with Facebook with instagram specifically what? right like a few days ago what? oh really that like they that they're being sued because there's actual evidence against them apparently that um Instagram is recording you with its camera and you're not even, you don't even know it. It's, it's, uh, not a surprise, but I mean, at uh, this point I feel like every app you we know, have records us. So <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. apparently this one's going to trial it is a, this is, that was a big one that I well, possessor <laughs> from this week, technically. <laughs> yeah. Well, but with possessor it's, uh, basically, yeah, it's, uh, this girl named Voss who, has to do has to possess someone's mind in a on a mission and chaos ensues the thing that i really liked about possessor was okay it's i would say even though the trailer is pretty good we, we gushed about it a few mm-hmm. months ago when we saw it um the trailer is kind of misleading because even though i did i did really like a lot of things from this movie i saw the uncut version by the way uh, I, I really loved a lot of things from this movie. I think the weakest thing that it's kind of got is its pacing. And that's just from, like, expecting this sort of high-level action pack, Not action pack, but, like, you know, intense, uh, fast-paced thriller from looking at the trailer. That's what, what, that's what I was expecting mm-hmm. going into it. But um, for the most part, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of scenes where it kind of just... It definitely just takes its time, and it's, you know, a little bit slow in explaining... Uh, just the world that it's building, which I think is fine. I just know that is something that you know you really would not have. I didn't really expect, given the marketing in this, and it did kind of bore me a little bit. But overall, I was more interested in the high concepts that they were talking about, with um, you know actually possessing someone's mind and what's that do to the just person the title the possessor. possessor. Yeah. It's a it's an awesome title, but like, what does that do to your psyche, the possessor psyche? What does that do to the person who is being possessed? You know, like it's this weird mishmash of memories and reality starts to feel distorted. It's really cool. It's something that I think, like, it's an idea that definitely feels David like David mm-hmm. Cronenberg. You know, and I think uh, like Brandon's direction in this is um, very tightly 
you know constructed and i and i really appreciated it and i do like the performances a lot i'd say to compare it it's got it's got the cool high concept ideas sci-fi ideas of like something like a scanners or a videodrome with the pacing of something like under the skin okay that's how i'd I'd describe it it's really fun it's very horny it's very graphic and it's um like in terms of high concept sci-fi thrillers it's better than tenant for me in my opinion uh but it's it's also it's also packed in with a story that while it doesn't, you know, it definitely tries to show more than tell, you know, and it's a little bit ambiguous in some of its ideas. It's a very fascinating and um, s- strange story about identity and, you know, taking on a job that essentially is destroying your moral compass, you know, and, and your empathy for human beings. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's from Neon. It's a really fun horror indie flick from a guy who I'm pretty sure will get you know more work in the. Oh future. yeah, definitely. I really enjoyed it. I I I, I think it's just it's just a pa- the pacing that's a little bit off for me. Like there were some moments where I was like close to falling asleep, mm-hmm. but it's a very. What time were you uh, watching it? <laughs> it's a very, it's a very heavy movie. No, I was watching it at like eight o'clock. Oh damn, okay. Like just I, I I was just on my couch there, just like waiting, and I'm thinking, oh, are we gonna let like a. It really takes its time to get like get into some of those more action packed. But moments. when it does, but when it does, it's interesting, you know, and it's graphic. There's one scene in particular that I really, really love, where it just from a just from a from a cinematograph uh, cinematography standpoint and uh, a lighting standpoint it was awesome. It's really cool. I like Possessor a lot. What did you do? What did you watch? What did you do? Uh... <laughs> what have you done? Um... <laughs> Nah, man. Uh, just my my week has been yeah, kind of just me stressing over over school. I'm finally finished with school, by the way, hundred percent. Uh, so if you want to go, when do you so if you want to go out drinking tonight, let's go. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm actually watching Twin Peaks with. Oh Zach. fuck you! I don't know. Oh yet. shit, really? Damn, TFTI. <laughs> well, yeah, I have to. Literally, nobody. Well, I mean, nobody else is gonna make him do it, so I might as well go into his house. And fucking, <laughs> he told me, literally, just come to Bro, my house. Let's go watch Twin like, Peaks. Might as well, <laughs> dude. Okay, so here's a funny thing. Here's a funny little tangent about like watching Twin Fuck Peaks. Fuck Zach. We love you, Zach. By the way, he's, he's, a great he's our our best guest. Uh, our best Sha- guest, no, composer sh- of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh uh, no, like. The guy who made yeah, our theme yeah, yeah. song, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Uh, I, <laughs> oh, actually, there was something else, but uh, I'll maybe save that for later. But um, that happened in my week. But with Zach, okay, we, I, g- I gave him my box set of Twin Peaks Season 3 because he, he already watched 1 and 2, and I made him watch Fire Walk with me beforehand mm-hmm. because you're kinda, you kind you kind of have to uh, before you start Season 3. And I get a text from him when we start. We we I watched the first two episodes with him, and he texts me uh, about episode eight. Which for those of you who know Oof. about Twin Peaks season three, episode eight it's, is the really crazy. It's one. the big one. It's the Nine Inch Nails episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the really cool big one that happens there. And he's he's talking to me about that, and he's asking me like, "What does this mean? Mm, and what like, is going on?" I'm I'm, I'm answering. Yeah, and I'm 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 giving him the answers, and then I ask him about you know because I think in part five, part five or six, there's a reveal that 
I really, really loved. And I wouldn't, I did, it made so much sense, but because I was watching it weekly, I would never have called it. I was, I was thinking in the back of my mind, are they really going to bring this person into the show? And then they did yeah. it. And I was really excited that the, by the fact that this person was in the show. So I asked Zach about it. Because I'm like, what do you think about uh, this person finally showing up? And he's like, who are you talking about? I'm like, what? <laughs> You're in part eight and you don't know who I'm talking about? This character's a really big deal. Oh, you mean Tammy? No, I don't mean Tammy. <laughs> what do <are> you, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh man, I must have fell asleep through the episodes. And it wasn't that. It was actually that he skipped a disc oh, in the middle of the box set. God. So he missed three important hours of build-up and setup that led up to part eight. And I'm like, Zach, what are we going to do with you? I'm going to your house and we're going to watch this so you Dumbass. know what's, uh, so you're caught up in speed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, all right. And we watch, uh, we catch up to parts uh, five through seven. And then now I think we're probably going to rewatch part eight yes. again. Because... Uh, that was the last one that he saw. And then, hopefully, he's able to get through the rest of them in chronological order. <laughs> and, and the Here's hoping. That way. Here's hoping. <laughs> but that's fun. Um, uh, that's that's just my my little Twin Peaks story with Zaki Poo. That's happening um, right now. Yeah. Not men. Um, yeah, I've just been stressed. Uh, I finally finished, uh, finally finished school. Uh, finished my finals yesterday. Uh also have been uh nice. shooting uh, a few a few different uh, short films with a few friends yeah um, saw you at the yeah, beach yeah no, not fun the beach? no not not fun at all not fun <laughs> at all dragging that much fucking equipment through that much sand is not fun at all um but besides that you know i was able to squeeze in uh squeeze in some time for for a movie that i've been uh that i've been following for the last like, like what five years like um it's one that I'm very excited yeah, to yeah. watch, especially after, uh, I've been following, especially after the show he put Yeah, I've been following this uh, I've been following this skirt specifically. Uh it was originally going to be directed by a guy named Derek Sanfranc, but uh it but mm-hmm. it's not. It's uh it is now it is now a a film called Sound of Metal. Uh so if you don't know what Sound of Metal is, Sound of Metal is, you know, like yeah, again, it's a uh, it's a film we've been following for a while. It's about a heavy metal drummer whose uh, whose life gets uh, gets uh, just thrown out of a loop when uh, he starts developing rapid hearing loss. And it is directed by Darius Martyr, who was also a co-writer in uh, The Place Beyond the Pines. Um, and Riz Ahmed stars in this along with Olivia Cook and uh, and uh, Mathieu uh, Almerich. Do you remember him? Mathieu Almerich. He's the He's a uh, Serge from, X- from Grand Budapest. Serge X. He he's the 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 villain in Quantum of Solace. I've never seen Quantum of Solace, or I don't remember much. Oh well, yeah, he's in there. Really. Well, no, I no, I haven't seen Quantum of Solace. I heard it was bad, so I yeah, didn't yeah. want to watch. Well, it. um, yeah, well, it's yeah, it's it, it's a pretty small story, you know. It's it's basically Riz Ahmed is the main character. He's, he's playing he's playing a character named Ruben Stone. He's a you know heavy metal drummer with his uh, girlfriend slash manager singer, um, and they uh. And uh, they just do shows together, and he's a fucking incredible drummer who's just who who's just who's so in tune with with like his sound. He's just he's so talented. Like I get major Whiplash vibes from some of the scenes I see of him going you know crazy on the drums. The poster reminds me a lot. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Too. And uh, man, where do I start with this movie, bro? Uh, I I think this is like. 
This is one of, this is one of the best performances I've seen all year. You know, that I, I think this is definitely like a highlight for Riza Med's uh, already fucking amazing uh, filmography. You know, because Jesus Christ, yeah, dude. you want to talk about great actors from this? Century, oh my God, like, yeah, definitely one. Oh, of them. dude, ever since Very Nightcrawler, I ever since Nightcrawler, his career has blown up to such a to such a great degree. And 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 I, I'm glad he's as big as he is now because fucking a man, he gives the performances, he gives the performance of his life in this movie. That's just yeah, dude, hear. playing a character that is just that that is so vulnerable, that is so uh, that in many ways, that is many ways, it's just it is broken in so many aspects. But he he just found everything in it in it in himself to to you know be better. Just grow, get thrown into this shitty, to into this shitty part of his life, and seeing how he reacts to it and how he's dealing with it, it really moved me in a way that I haven't been moved in a while. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, like I, I was, I was, there was certain scenes in this movie that I was like full tears running down my cheeks. Like I was, ball, full ball in my throat. Just I, I, it was, it was super intense. The emotions that were just raiding off of some of those scenes. Um, I assume yeah. this is just a movie that like feels more like a Derek San France film, but it's not. In many ways, it does, uh, especially with like the cinematography and the color grading. Which, by the way, the color grading beautiful. Uh, that was just like a, a very specific thing I noticed. I just love like the 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 very uh, deep like like kind of bright reds, you know, and like the uh, little. It was a mix of like bright bright and muted colors, uh, which I really enjoyed. But uh, it does feel like a Derek Sanfrance movie in, in in a lot of ways, specifically with the cinematography and just how how emotionally fucking draining it is, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like a Derek Sanfrance movie in the way where it's like oh different stories or it's cutting back and forth between different areas. It's, it, this is a very narrative, one note story about you know his his character and you know how how he's going through everything. Um, it, it's like there's not much you can really spoil with this movie. You know, the like, uh, I'm obviously I'm not gonna say any, you know, no, no spoilers or anything, but um, you you yeah. kind of know where you're getting. You know, it, obviously if you, if if anybody, you know, if it, you know, being deaf like is a being deaf isn't seen isn't seen as a disability for a uh for deaf Americans. You know, the ASL community is a very uh is a very uh unified community. They all help each other and uh, come together. And uh, bring each other's uh, uh, bring each other's uh, mental health up, and this film does a lot for that. Um, this film really exposes uh, uh, the the community that that a lot of people are ignorant towards. They really uh, it really sends out a, a kind of beautiful message about like acceptance and like about uh taking your troubles you know as they are instead of trying to fix them you know and like there's like there's a lot of points in this movie where ruben's character he's just in like the lowest of the lows like he just feels so hollow inside and he take and like the steps he takes towards trying to trying to fix that you know trying trying to fix whatever he's trying to do you know it really it really puts things into perspective that i think a lot of people a lot of people wouldn't get in a situation if they were put in a situation like this. Um, I think I, I not just like not just uh, Riz Ahmed's you know fucking insane performance, but Olivia Cook, who plays uh, who plays his uh, girlfriend. Uh, her name is Lou. She yeah. she is just th- the way the way her character kind of deals with the uh, 
the scenario at, at hand, you really feel for her. Like not only with like you know Riz Ahmed's Ruben, who is obviously going through the hearing loss, but with how she just feels so helpless in in um, his situation. How she really wants to be there for him, and how she really wants to 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 do something. But they just they just both feel so vulnerable. And I think that's I think that's the thing that this movie really really accomplishes that it takes it takes people at their most vulnerable state and it really it really uh, takes them to places that I think that I think they they couldn't be they couldn't be without you know these scenarios happening you know and 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 the, this film really like says a lot about you know. A community that doesn't get the doesn't get a re- the the same amount of recognition that uh, that uh, um, that uh, a lot of uh, that a lot of issues uh, that a lot of issues do in Hollywood. You know, this is something that uh, I, I feel like a lot of people need to talk about. Uh, also, really interesting enough, a lot there's so many deaf actors in this in this film. So many, uh, uh, so many. Uh, That's yeah, yeah. So That's one of the uh, one of the main characters in the movie. Um, his name is uh, David. Um, uh, what was it, David? Jesus Christ! I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. I believe it. I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was David. But um, he. Uh, That's interesting that you brought up the Joe. The my bad, ASL Joe. Thing, Joe, my bad. The, uh, what were you gonna say? Joe, right. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up the whole um, the the whole discussion about like the ASL community kind of like coming together and not seeing it as a disability because there's when I remember I remember reading that the a review when it premiered at Sundance and one of the things that I found really interesting about it I figured it would be given that it's Derek Sanfront was that yeah they don't treat it like a disability but it's it's very much not a story where um where it's just like where it's just about this guy getting over the fact that he is that he is losing his hearing it's also very like surprisingly very inspirational as like there are people in the community that show him like you know life can still go on you know and he can and still be happy you lost your hearing it is not like you can still be happy yeah which i find you know really encouraging there's a great line in the movie like that, especially for that community. there's a great line in the movie that the um, uh the joe character in this film says to uh rizabed's character where it's like uh we're not trying to fix you know this which he's pointing at his ears we're trying to fix the this and he's pointing at his head and it and it, this yeah. uh, again this is a movie just about not and it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about you know uh, about like the situation of the deaf community. This is a movie about accepting the the circumstances you're in, you know, and tr- and overcoming that and not letting that be your one defining factor, you know. Um, I I, yeah. I this movie really did break me down in, in a lot of ways. I think you're gonna love it, Raul. Uh, especially especially you know with a guy, especially you know you as a person who's just so attached to music. You know, it's it's a huge part of your life. I think you're really you're really going to you're really going to love this movie. Um, I've been interested in, in watching it. I'm actually really happy. It's that it's, on, it's so good. I, I know you, I know you wanted to watch it in theaters, but I'm actually more happy that it's on Amazon. Oh uh, oh, and I and I actually yeah. Be, before I, I before I, you know I, I ended off the sound design. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, game changing. That makes absolutely yeah. game changing. I there this movie was things I never thought I would imagine. Well, you know, knock on wood. You know, knock on wood, obviously, but like. Hearing, hearing what it, hearing what it might be like, you know, for a person to, you know, just, uh, 
for for them to adjust to their life that way is is pretty it it's intense it's it's heartbreaking it's it's really is something um yeah as someone who's like yeah because yeah, I, I do deal with a lot of uh, oh i still do even though through a pandemic i still deal with a lot of you know venues and concerts where i have to you know deal with a lot of loud sounds and just you know really loud music and one of the things that's very scary about it is i don't have tinnitus thankfully but there have been moments where i just hear a ringing and it scares the shit out of me you know in my ears and it's, it's just it's horrifying because it just comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's just something that i wouldn't you know like like nobody deserves that sort of shit no no you know and it's all it's it's very scary to see you know to actually feel because it just comes out of nowhere and like obviously it's attributed to just like listening to very loud you know sounds and uh, specifically music and when you're a musician you're so much you're part of your life is basically centered around some you know very loud uh, sound spaces it's it's terrifying you know just from that i couldn't imagine what it would be you know to lose your hearing but i i'm excited from to, to watch this because you know it feels like there's more of an uplifting like inspirational message to come from this not just because of not just of you know getting over um the fact that you've lost your hearing but also like knowing that you were in a community that is able to support you. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. I think that's very encouraging. I could recommend not only not only for not only for uh you know the incredible performances in the movie you know because I, I I think Riz Ahmed really does deserve some kind of recommend uh recognition here because Jesus Christ what a what a what a powerhouse of a performance but like this movie should be yeah. should be watched by uh by everybody and I think anybody could really find something find something here uh it's it's I'm glad I seen it. I'm glad I saw it. It's uh yeah, I want to I'm I can't Yeah, you're going to gonna love it. it. I know you're I'm look, it. spoiler, I'm spoiler for me. I'm not going to recommend it because honestly, I don't want to yeah, go through fair. it again. But I think you will really really love um uh Oh my god, I know this much is true. Mm. Um San Francis uh HBO yeah, series. Yeah, I 100% need to watch that shit. Cuz it's it's very much it's very much a Derek Sanfranc show, but it's one of the best stuff I've seen all year, you know. And it's very emotionally draining, but man, I I recommend you to watch that, you know, whenever you can, especially after that. But yeah, there is something that we have to continue talking about. Yeah. From last week, We're talking about the second half of Leftovers season one, which technically, fuck it, let's just go into a spoiler talk yeah, with this it. one because it's hard to not spoil. You know, it's it's. It, Did you love it? Did you love yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> it is hard to not spoil. No, yeah, I mean, I talked about it last week. I, I, I it's funny. I'm in the middle of season two now. Hey, so, <laughs> here, that's that's my nice. stance on that. Obviously, he can you you can tell yeah. from that now. Um, I know I really like it. Um, I think I gotta I gotta be careful what I say in comparison with like this and season two because there are some there's like one little gripe that I have with season two that you know I feel like is perfected. And shouldn't have been changed with in uh, in season one, which is, you know what? Fuck it. Okay, spoilers from here on out. It's a show that I really recommend. I know you recommend yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's a really good show, um, on HBO. It's one of those underseen ones that you know should have gotten some more love. It's filled with really great performances and really really strong writing. Yeah. And and world building mm-hmm. that I think is you know just gets better. The writing's the best part of the like, show. I feel. You know, is is already it? Yeah, it's already like seeded in. From the beginning of where this show is gonna go, so much anxiety and anger so watch throughout that. the entire show. Yeah, 
it's sad. Yeah. Oh my god, draining. Um. One thing that I didn't really like, and this is the only thing I would talk about from season one to season two. Mm. One thing that I okay, actually, one thing I thought was that I thought about in season one that was perfect was the fact that there is obviously there is a form of an antagonist with Antifect, you know, in a in a minor role, but specifically the GR, the guilt, the guilty remnant, yeah. remnant <laughs> the cult in the, in yeah. the neighborhood. <laughs> there is an antagonist there, you know, especially through Patty and and a little bit of Lori in there, but. The thing that I really, really liked about season one, and maybe this is probably more of a Tom Peretta thing than a Damon Lindelof thing, since he kind of, uh, from where I'm at in season two, it looks like he didn't have as much involvement in it compared to Lindelof. Um, I really liked the fact that they they were painted as antagonists, but they had they were they came from a point of understanding, yeah. and it made the it made the the battle lines the battlegrounds a little bit you know less clear. Whereas you do not have a straight up outright antagonist, and at the same time you do not have a straight up an- uh, outright protagonist as well. You kind you it kind of looks like you do through the lens of like Kevin and specifically Matt and and um and Nora, but you know it comes with this sort of baggage that really muddles what you really think of like what what they what you think they really stand for. And I think with the GR specifically, even though they are painted as like the proto antagonist of the series. I like the fact that they are not outrightly evil, you know. They have they come from a point of understanding, and they come from, um, they 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 are just as they're dealing with the same shit that everybody else is dealing with. They're just doing it in a more nihilistic way. That's how I point it. That's how I think of it. But I kind of understand where they're coming from. And Dowd's like final monologue before she kills herself in that seventh or eighth ninth episode. It's really good, and it's honestly like. I, I, it's, it's, um, I, 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 part of me kind of understands where she's coming from, even though I hate the guilty remnant, they're awful and they're kind of pieces of shit when like, you know, they treat, like they treat other people like, you know, dog shit and they, you know, smoke mm-hmm. all the time. They're just, I really, it's a reminders where they're reminders. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But then again, they're everybody on that show is a reminder, you know, even though they are showing that they, you know, that they have not. Which, moved on. That's, that's kind of the whole know, point. That they aren't moving on. Yeah, everybody else still hasn't really moved on either. They're still going through it in their own. That's kind of way. the whole point because they, they like I feel like the guilty remnant just kind of sees uh the rest of the world trying to move on from that day and they refuse to go in a future without you know without being you know they refuse to go into a future without remembrance of like the uh, of what happened you know they're just they genuinely feel just so broken and guilty about what happened that they literally they, they literally just can't move on from their own from from where they're at and like i i yeah and specifically with Lori's oh. excuse for why she oh. joins it i totally oh. get that i told that's you fucking awful. I, and that's something oh. that <laughs> that that and that's something that i really that's another that's another thing that i really admire about the garvey's the show, at their even best though it's coming from the guy from lost yeah the garvey's at their best um even though it's coming from the guy who made lost it's not a show where it's very effects heavy, and like you actually see the people disappear. Thankfully, they never—they at least in this, this season, show, they do not do that. This show and is it's so, awesome. 
this show is so subtle with well it's not subtle it's not a subtle show at all it's very in your face with a lot of shit that happens but in terms of it, i i think some things are no subtle. no no it is 100 percent. Like but in Amy terms of specifically in terms of uh in terms of getting resolutions uh in terms of getting resolutions uh the show's not interested in that the show's more interested in just like presenting the situations as they are and just how how yeah. everybody how everybody is going to react from it we don't need an explanation for anything it's just happening you know it, like like if this is just happening what the fuck are you going to do about it you know like 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 what what is there left for the leftovers you know that's and like that's like kind of leaving the first season of the leftovers um it kind of like i feel pretty uplifted you know like especially compared to like you know be be, be careful yeah. with what you say yeah here, yeah I'm still yeah in the middle of season two so I don't know no what no I'm talking expect. about the end of season one I'm talking about the end of season one uh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah yeah I thought you were going to no 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 no, no 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 don't worry no 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 you're not <laughs> oh that's a because the one thing because <laughs> the one thing I I'd, I'd say to to cap off um to, the one thing I'd say about like season two that I don't like as much but I understand it um given like you know Lindelof's handling with the show it, it makes sense you know, with this sort of world. I don't like the fact that like the, the GR are painted more as antagonists than they, they are. They have, been. you know, I get it. I get it. But I like that ambiguousness in season Oof. one where, yeah, you'd understand, like you understand where they're coming from, you know, they're all going through it in their own way, but they are bro Like they're still broken, you know? Oh man, you're ready they for, just, they, they just handle it differently. Oh man, you're, you're in for a lot. <laughs> I, I I mean I already know for some things like it's fucking crazy. Yeah. I I like uh, as a from a storytelling standpoint, I really like Lindelof's handling of certain little gags and visual things in the oh, background yeah. that later become more important as the season goes on. And um that's something I really appreciate. Another thing that I like with this one with this first season specifically Okay, I want to talk about Amy for a second. I'm really... I, okay, I... Oh, man. <laughs> My favorite character still in this first season is Matt. Yeah. He's great. Everybody else is pretty good. I mean, I love Nora. I love uh, her and um, and Kevin together. I think that's a very cute relationship. Yeah. And I And honestly, it feels real. It feels good, you know? And I like where things are left off with the ending. But I'll get to that Matt, in a second. Matt, Matt's great. Um, Amy, though, actually... All right, you could you don't have to give you don't have to give me a straight up yes or no, but I'm curious because I do want to I do want to see if this is something that actually is, you know, something. Do they ever acknowledge what happened to Amy's parents? Are they gone or do they exist? But she does not want to live there. I talked to Adrian about this over dinner last night, and he he told me he could I couldn't remember. remember. If there was an I answer to that, to my knowledge, to my Perfect. knowledge, to my knowledge, like, yeah, I can't remember, I can't remember. Then that is yeah, no, it's she's a because the thing that I, because the thing I love about Amy so much is that you could flip it either way. Yeah, like her parents were, you know, her parents is a, uh, her parents departed, or you know, she just doesn't want to live there right now. There is something so interesting about her character where. Like, everybody, like, as I said before, everybody goes through the guilt and the grief in their own special way. But with Amy, specifically, there is this, 
even though you never really know the character as much before the departure, you could tell that there's this really fucked up psychological change in her character where she is not a teenage girl, you know, being, um, uh, you know, best friends with, uh, what's, what's Margaret Qualley's name again? Damn it. I keep forgetting with Jill, right? She is like, she is trying to escape that as much as possible and at the same time become this strange maternal wife figure for Kevin in giving him like advice as if like as if she was his wife and helping out with the house and basically being like a proto mom to her best friend. I feel there is something really fucked up and crazy about that. That they only like lightly touch upon with her character. And I don't know if they do anything else with her going on in the in the other two seasons. But it's so fascinating to do me. Want, uh, and it's one of those subtle ideas and elements in the show that I think are like... Are just like a perfect encapsulation of how this fucked probably, up this world This probably is means nothing. After such an event This probably like means nothing. Uh, but a quick interesting thing that uh, Lori, the main actress's real name is, is, is Amy. That's really cool. That is okay. That's is it, cool. is it, but I, and and it's just it's wild to me. Like it's it's it, the, the the way they play it. Like obviously they you know they they address it head on when Jill just like when Jill just goes up to her and she's like, "Do you want to fuck my dad? Is that is that what you is that what you're here for?" <laughs> <laughs> but I I I love the fact that they like play it in this really awkward, strange way, where it's like. Oh, where, where, you, where you really don't know what to believe, you know, whether she is just there to just fill a role for herself or if she is really trying to get into this man's pants and be like the mom of I'd the say family, a lot of the, which is horrifying. I, I'd say a lot of this me. show is, well, at least the first season, a lot of the, the first season has to do with the idea of fulfillment where these characters yeah. before the departure they did not feel fulfilled in their lives they didn't feel as if they any they were doing anything substantial there was nothing in their lives that like kind of you know give them purpose while it's well like while comparing after the departure they're using the departure in order to fill in that blank hole that they had before those events transpired you know and it's it's a really interesting yeah. way it's a really interesting way to look at kind of loneliness in, in in this context, and I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of what the leftovers is about is kind of just our own personal loneliness that we have uh, amongst ourselves. I think one of the best examples of that is in the Nora episode, oh, yeah, where she goes to where she goes to the conference mm-hmm. with a really nice, uh, charming performance from. Billy Madison, yeah. I did not know was yeah. in the show. Very sweet guy <laughs> great. in, in that great. episode. Did not expect that. He's always great, yeah. Dude, it um, makes me so happy but, that we're going in-depth talking what? about fucking uh, The Leftovers like, like like this. Like, I assume you haven't talked to it to dude, anyone. Dude, literally the <laughs> only other person that's like seen The Leftovers fully is like Saul and my girlfriend. Like, that's it. That's it, literally. And, yeah. and like, like, thank God. Thank God you're watching this shit, dude, because fuck, it's so great. It's so great. It's really oh, good. Okay, continue. I'm sorry, but with Nora's yeah. episode, I, I I think that I think that stands more true, or more apparent actually, uh, more apparent than everything else in the in the season, because her episode is just like her her episode. It's so sad. I know. It's just, I know. Every time she, every time she gets gro every time she goes out to get groceries, it's basically to replace the cereal that was there the day that they left. Her family left and the milk 
and all that, and keeping everything exactly the same as it was when yeah, they everyone's left. So in the hopes in the of maybe they come everyone's back. so fucked in the show. Everyone's so psychologically yeah. fucked in the show. It's it's crazy. Like Jesus Christ. And then it, it it leads her it leads her to that breakdown in the in the conference where you know she doesn't know what to believe. You know she's just trying to relax and just enjoy this conference, but then someone else is taking her identity, and she's snapping at like this author who takes basically is kind of taking advantage of the fact that he lost his family into you know making money off of a book deal and then you get into that crazy weird turn from um what's his name hugging tom hugging dave hugger uh, hugger wayne the wayne uh wayne the hugger (laughs) where he holy wayne holy wayne that's it yeah holy wayne the hugger um holy hugger wayne actually that's what i like better that's a cooler name uh where, he, where he's presented, you know, unlike every other appearance he's had in, in that season, as, like, the nicest, charming guy. Well, kind of. Even though, like, because he, he, he's straight up with her and says, I don't give a shit about your life. I just want a hug. Or something like that. Um, you know, he... it You get that sense of release from Nora with that hug. And even though the guy is, you know, just a, a cultist that really doesn't mean Does anything. Does it really matter? If It doesn't really matter. You know, a hug... It's still a hug. It's an embrace where you are able to let go of your, you know, stress and your, um, and and your and and your baggage in life, your emotional baggage in life. And I think that's really fun. And I really, I I, I think it's, it's a really powerful way of you know showing that for Nora's character specifically. You know, there's no supernatural power and, to the hug. It, it like you could think there is, but there is some power in just embracing with other people and getting through, you know, trauma, getting through. Um, you know, yeah, getting through. Dark That's also times. another big point of the show. It's like how, like, does does your does disdain for belief really matter? Because in the end of the day, it, because the belief does good things. Does that believe? Even if it's wrong, or even if it's wrong, or if it's right, or objectively wrong, or objectively right, does it really matter? The emotions are still changed. You know, lives are still being changed yeah. through that. Through that, and that's why I feel like the question is more important than the answer. Because I feel like if be, because I feel like whatever answers the leftover the leftovers was a, is able to give us it would just be irrelevant to what is actually going on. Like if we ever if like if we were to find out like what would actually happen, you know, like like what actually happened with all these people, like I you know I don't think it really matters because at the end of the day it's just about what happens after the leftovers, you know, and and like yeah. the show's extremely consistent when it comes to talking about the themes. And, and, oh, fuck. Yeah. How do they carry oh, on? Oh, you dude. Know? How do they carry on from this sort of thing? I, that's what I love. That, that's what I really love about the show. And it leads to some really strong writing and character development with these men. Like, we haven't talked much about Kevin, but Kevin is Man, Justin Thorough, bro. Even though he's kind he is definitely going crazy. He's oh, fantastic. Dude, it, I love There's him. so much anger that resonates off him. Like and like and more anger than like Tony Soprano, <laughs> like like this guy is just a walking ball of fury. Oh, like he, you want to okay okay you want to talk about someone who just like who you want to talk about uh, you really you want to talk about a real walking ball of fury. Whoever the guy is, his friend who shoots all oh, the dogs. Oh my god, man. I know. Everything about him is so terrifying because he literally stands for nothing. He has like he doesn't like he's he's just there taking out what he considers to be filth 
but there's nothing there's no background to him there's i think there's a name they do give him a name i just can't remember it but like there's nothing why does he need a reason that they delve why does into. he need a reason yeah. when every when everyone left without a reason he doesn't why he doesn't it's, and it's terrifying why does he need a reason for anything when he when anybody could just disappear at any time why why would it's you need crazy. a reason for anything why do you need answers for anything it's all fucked in the end. And it's a pretty nihilistic way to look it's at the really show. <laughs> but but just oh my god. But that's the thing. It's it is it's ultimately a battle between optimism and and nihilism. Yeah. That's what I feel like the core are the core philosophies that are that are in conflict with most of the characters in this show. It, the guilty remnant stand for a nihilist standpoint into how to grieve and to how to carry on, which is just die fast and, you know, ignore the rest of the world. You know, and, and then you have everybody else. You have Kevin. You have Nora. You have um, Matt, who are d- dealing with the hand that they're dealt with. You know, and need to carry on because that's the only thing you can do. That doesn't mean that you just forget about them. You can never forget about the people you lose in life, ever. But what it does mean is that you could learn from losses and you could become a better person oh from man it. what did you think of that what did you, you know? think of that last episode Ooh, yikes uh, yeah right <laughs> so <laughs> oh wait all right episode. okay yeah all right really wait uh, we have brendan listening to 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 our us recording right now brendan if you were if you're gonna watch the show we've like been spoiling a lot of it just so you know he yeah. doesn't care probably doesn't you, care but i've been you, telling you brendan of all people no i've been telling i've been telling brendan to watch the leftovers for like literally the last eight years so yeah um so yeah i guess just a fair warning for for brendan and whoever else you know talk about the last episode of, of strong one. recommend from both of us buddy oh dude yeah oh, dude. Uh, that's the last episode the, fi- the season finale, so fucked uh, i'm trying to remember the mannequins yeah no it's the it's, mannequins it's awful oh yeah Th- that's the thing like Okay, I want to have sympathy for them at the same... I'm so conflicted sometimes when it comes to, like, the Guilty Remnant as well. Because I want to have sympathy for them. But then again, they really need to be arrested for, you know, invading people's houses and putting, you know, life-size, realistic mannequins of the people they've lost inside their home. You know? Seeing the kid with Down Syndrome in the background there... Like, that one really hurt. Yeah, man. That's like... Oh no! They like, like I would not be surprised if some of these motherfuckers died. Yeah, man. Like they have. To. They like because like, that's evil, man. Like they like like Lindelof pulled no punches with this fucking show, man. Like it really gives you like just the worst of people in the in in situations like these. Yeah. And and like yeah, that like that just kind of is personified at the end, you know, where it's like, yeah, man. Like, what's the point? <laughs> just fuck you. Just <laughs> here's another reminder. Just. And the the scene where Nora's just sitting there quietly, holding holding her family's hands. Dude. Awful, man. That that was heartbreaking Dude, to watch. It... And I'm happy. And I'm happy that I don't know how it uh, goes on go, uh, goes on for throughout the rest of the show, but at least in this season, there is this. It ultimately, I'm happy that they were able to end it on a note of optimism. Hundred percent. You know, with care, where where, where you get this quick. You know, where no, it's not quick, but like you get this really unclear ending with Nora, or like you know, almost ending with Nora, where you think she's just gonna leave town, you know, find her own place, live life alone, and forget Kevin. Then she finds the you know new life. She finds a new life in, with this child, uh, with Holy Wayne's daughter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a daughter with Holy Wayne's daughter, 
uh, on the side of uh, on Kevin's porch, you know, and at the same time, coincidentally, you know, just like other random events in life, Joe and Kevin are right there, you know, and a, a start of a new family in this in the wake of this, you know, in the wake the of one this thing that the what happens, and I think I, I think that's really lovely, uh, you know, for the bookend that the one thing that Kevin the one thing that Kevin was missing before all of this started is the one thing he was able to gain back. And which is yeah. a family. Yeah, and li- and literally at the at, at the perfect time. Yeah, know? man. Because had he not had they not showed up, you know, earlier or later, they would not like she she would be probably be man, long gone. Which I, uh, I I really love that ending. It's, it's a, really a beautiful it's a beautiful me. ending, and I think oh God, I, I I can't wait for you to finish season two. I really can't because fuck it, because literally <laughs> everything we said times twelve, like it, it's. Oh my god, it's 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 quite a. I, it's it's funny because yeah. I wanted to I wanted to just end on season one, but you know, given how strong the ending was, and I, you know, I knew that that's not a spoiler, obviously, but like the cast yeah. continues. Like it's it's still with Justin Thoreau, it's still with Carrie Coon and Margaret Qualley, it's still with those characters. I wanted to see what was happening next, which led to the strangest opening for a one season of, ever. One of my favorite two. pilots of any show. At, well, one of my favorite. Premier season premieres of any show ever. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's this awesome, you know, it's this awesome uh, upending of expectations where you just did not expect to see that coming. You did not, you did not expect that no. intro. You did not expect the the opening nope. scene. More le- more le- more so, you know, everything else that happens in the episode, and then you get to episode two where it's like, oh, this is actually what what happens after the events of season one. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna oh, be dude. interesting to watch. And then I watched two more episodes of it, and I'm like, oh, okay, now I can't stop. <laughs> oh, wait, now, now, <laughs> now I'm, I'm in the rabbit hole. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh man, geez. just... But, oh, yeah, man. I, I really liked just, it. I'm really happy with what oh, i Just wait till International Assassin. Oh. That's all I gotta say. Is that the episode? Is... Because well, I thought it was... Uh, it, there's that one, and then there's the one I've always heard, which is another one-off, which is called uh, The Most Mysterious Man in the World, and it's something That's friend. season three. Yes. Season three, okay, yeah, I've heard very interesting. Both things those episodes, those episodes, both those episodes are two of the two, two of the biggest episodes in the show, and specifically for me, at least, International Assassin. I think it like it just hits all the right marks. You'll get it. You just I'll, I'll just let you get to it. You, you're gonna get to it, and you're gonna see exactly what I mean. Because man, that shit hits different. <laughs> that shit hits different. Yeah, like, no, I'm I'm. A- I'm excited to check out what what the hell I'm gonna watch with this. What the hell yeah, I'm gonna man. expect with this? So that's gonna yeah. be fun. I yeah. I'm glad I'm glad but, you're watching it. I'm glad you liked the first season a lot. Yeah. Uh, I re- yeah. I, I'm gl- I'm just glad we. I, I'm glad I was able to watch this again. You know, we were able to talk about it on the show because fuck, it's just it was a big sh- it's a big show for me. Uh, you know, and yeah. uh, I. It's a show that I really I I knew it was good, but I didn't expect to like yeah. it that much. And you know, if you like Twin Peaks. It is a pretty good successor of a, a, a spiritual successor yeah. of a series. The Leftovers on HBO. I really enjoyed it. And it's on HBO Max. Yep. So you could go you could go good. watch that. That's uh that's definitely something everybody should watch. Oh, also the the so king. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. What? The king of underrated HBO Max. I mean the king of underrated HBO. Sorry. In my opinion, I think this is I think this is like the underrated HBO show. <laughs> oh really? You're not gonna put that against kidding? <laughs> starring uh not jim gaffigan what's that guy's name that also looks like chris uh no not jim carrey 
Chris does not look like Jim Carrey. Oh, man. He's the guy from the College Humor videos as Batman. Do you remember who yeah, I'm talking about? Uh... Where he's crazy and he kills Patton Oswalt with a penguin and he's no, like, no, no. no, he's sleeping. No, I'm trying to remember his name. I can't remember now. Whatever. Uh, no, not kidding. Damn it. What is it? Can't remember the name now. Never mind. I mixed it up. There's a show with that comedian on there on HBO uh, created by Judd Apatow. Mm. It was pretty funny and nobody really saw it. But it's funny you mentioned uh, you know, really good content to watch on HBO Max because uh, next week on the show. We're going to watch another really good piece of content that's available oh on boy. HBO Max. I'm finally making you do it. It's like five hours. No. Is it five hours? Yeah, yeah it's five it hours. It's not it that launch, but it's really fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't stop talking about it whenever I bring it up. And I'm finally making you watch the first season of Primal <laughs> shit. that's available on um, HBO Max. <laughs> <You> wa- <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's Gendy time. Let's fucking I'm go. Excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh... I... I, I love this show so much. The second half of the season has some of the this best is why I set lo- pieces this is why I love. that I've seen from a show. And it's this so is why good. I love when we recommend each other shit because we can well, finally just drag each other through the dirt. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. And yeah, it's no. fantastic. It's going to be... But Primal specifically is a very fun Oh, yeah, ride. I bet. And it, it is it takes you to places that I you bet, would not 100%. expect. And I really, the, really enjoy well, it. Well, okay. The yeah. first half of the, of the Samurai Jack revival was like almost perfect in my opinion. The second half not as much, but like, I like the sec. Still I like good. The second no, half, even though the finale is very yeah, much it's still rushed. good. But like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, no, Primal, hundred percent. Getting getting Tartakovsky. Uh, that's on HBO Max. Uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, you better fucking go watch that shit with us. It's really short, so you have no reason. Yeah. Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you have no reason to send us an email at American Nerds uh, Podcast at gmail uh, Give us a review. Follow us on not only Apple Podcasts. Spotify, but also Stitcher. We have a Stitcher, St- uh, Stitcher. and Idaho Heart Radio, and basically everywhere on yeah, the anywhere, where you can anywhere you can find uh anywhere you could find uh, uh, a podcast. Uh, where can we find you, buddy? You could find me. I saw Marlo Cruz on Twitter. Tip of the hat. Where Tip can we find hat. you? <laughs> Tip of the hat. Yeah, I don't have a hat on. But uh, I would do. You that can find me at Vic Bonocavo on Twitter, and you can find the show at American Nerds on Instagram. That's at American Nerds, just how you see it. And you can also, as Rob mentioned before, email the show at American Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send us topics. You can get us uh, concerns, questions, uh, 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 routines. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't know, man. Just send whatever. You, you know, we we will literally talk about anything on the show. Yeah, I mean. No, no, there wasn't any time for questions this week. Because yeah. honestly, look at look at how much stuff we have to talk about this fucking week, yeah, yeah. specifically from Disney, the one company that I kind of hate. Would have been, would have <laughs> like, been slammed. So. You know, it's it's a thing. Yeah, so um, we'll definitely uh, put out a poll for questions next week. Get involved with that. It's yeah. fun. Watch I think Primal. It's fun. He thinks it's fun. And watch Primal. Yeah. Watch the leftovers as well. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Primal. <laughs> watch yeah. the leftovers as well. Y'all, y'all take care. Yeah. Be safe. Wear your masks. Um, if you're, if you're, if if, if you think you want to, uh, I guess get the vaccine. Although that might take a while. I think. Yeah, people. My my aunt, she's a nurse. She says it's probably gonna take like a like a full year for that thing to really fully distribute. Yeah, man. Uh, I saw. I, I it wasn't like, isn't it the vaccine now? Some people are like getting like really bad like face uh, uh, allergies. Face allergies. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Uh, the Pfizer one, I heard a report about it. Some man in Alaska got that, but it's man in Alaska, it's from his own allergies or from the from the or from the vaccine. Yeah. But uh, that's a thing. 
you want to do that, sure. Just be safe, you know, clean your hands, clean your in face. In the end of the day. Clean your balls. In the end of the day. Clean everything you got there. Be clean, stay safe, stay sexy, and Damn come right. back next week for some more episodes of American Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Please come Please back. Please come back. <laughs> Take care, Peace y'all. Out.